Okay. Um, got a, <laughs> got Greg Duran here. Greg, oh wait, you're from San Angelo. Damn. And do you, and do you pronounce it Duran when you introduce yourself to people, or does it depend on on your accent? Yeah, it depends, yeah, on, it depends on like yeah, either Duran. You know how right. Mexicans say it. But uh, since I work with like a bunch of people, like Duran's easier for people. Yeah. So my stage name is actually Greg Duran Duran. Ah, Greg Duran Duran. Because yeah. he, he's hungry like a wolf. It. Yes, it always it comes is. up. I'm hungry like a wolf. Was that a fat joke? I don't no, know. You're not two drinks in. I am hungry. No, no, no. You made a fat joke. <laughs> no, it's a song. I think that was a fat joke. By Duran Duran. Don't be uh, making fat it jokes. It is. It's a really good song. You uncultured swine. I mean, he's not fat, but. I am very hungry. He could right pass now. as hungry. Very yeah, I'm hungry. very hungry. I eat a lot. And a wolf. He's yeah. not fat. He's just fat adjacent right now. Fat adjacent. Really yes. more of a bear, really. San Francisco style. Yeah, here you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but look at his arms, though. Boy, he's jacked. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I, the time I got to do is either uh, work out or do jokes. What's your max? What's your max you can bench? Um, I'll max out maybe at 315. 315? That's like four of me. Can you fight a bear? Damn. No, I'm... Um, I might try, you know, but <laughs> you look like you could take a bear. I can, like in, in like the a, gay sense of the word? Like a San Francisco bear? <laughs> <laughs> not the cocaine bear. Yeah, the co- yeah, not, not the, the cocaine, cocaine bear. bear. I think we'd all be out of there. A regular, maybe baby bear. Yeah, yeah. I could do that one. <laughs> Yogi bear. Yeah. Yogi bear. Would Yogi bear. bear. Smokey the bear. It'd beat the fuck Damn. out of Yogi. Um, we're excited to have y'all on here. Uh, not because you're from San Angelo. Uh, that's crazy. Um, but, uh, <laughs> right. but because you're comedians, man, and, and we... You know, we love comedy like motherfucker, you know, who doesn't love comedy? But that's kind of where our podcast leans to. If you're listening to it. Yeah. I'll tell you who doesn't like don't comedy. Don't think that it's a serious fucking <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't like real comedy, like open comedy um, and shit like that, you know. But there's a lot of people that who love it. And uh, that, that's who we are. And so comedians, um, they, that, they're uh, the kind of people that we wanted to bring on when we started this podcast so we finally got y'all. So well, heck yeah. Pew, 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 pew. Thank y'all for having, me, having us out here. With no sound effects. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. Um, y'all from San Angelo, Texas. Born and raised? Yeah, I, I'm born and raised out there. Chris? Uh, military transplant, man. I, I oh, got there because that's where they put me. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Guess where Chris Crawford is from originally? Um, Seattle, Washington. Ooh. I'm going to go the obstacles in Portland, Maine. Can you say your name again? Oh, Chris. Yeah, last name. Crawford. <laughs> uh, Maybe not me. Did you tell me earlier? No. Cor- right, cool. Corpus Christi. I changed my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Corpus Christi. <laughs> He's that kind of white one, huh? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it was um, fucking somewhere around Maryland. Probably off. He's got a great yeah. answer. He's got a great yeah. answer. No, Missouri. Missouri. Yes. Oh, was- no, uh, you didn't say Missouri. Yeah. No, man. Uh, Cooter, Missouri. Cooter. Cooter. I said Cooter. You came from the Cooter. I did. Yeah. Ah. But haven't we all? <laughs> yeah, we're all from Cooter. Yeah, if you could do me a favor and never bump that camera again, that would be fucking... I thought it was... I never bump a camera. Oh, so what do the Ozarks look like? Do they look all fucking dimish like in the show? 
<laughs> no, man. <laughs> Damn it. It's hard to fucking see. Does it have that blue you have to turn up on the brightness? It. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's all blue man. over there. But yeah, a bunch of trees, a bunch of water, and windy-ass roads. You don't speed because you will die. Really? Yeah. Oh, because you're on the mountains? No, because you will you Where are you going to fall off. into? A fucking farmer's field. Oh, shit. Probably get buried. Damn. That's fucked up. Don't eat soybeans from there. Uh, how close is it to St. Louis? St. Louis, probably about three hours. How much do they hate black people there? Mm-hmm. Huh? Damn. Yeah. But isn't that where, like, that's where all the fucking no, I, I, um, no, I, uh, Michael, Mike, um, no, I'll, I'll shoot you straight. I'm actually from, the guy that got killed by the cops, the first yeah. fucking big one. I'm actually from, uh, oh, from Rodney King? No, he didn't get killed. <laughs> no. He survived. George Floyd? No. Oh, I, no, Mike no, um, oh, Brown? Know, yeah. Mike Brown? Mike Brown? That's the coach for right? the The one Kings. that went to the store and then, yeah, that's why I pegged it as racist. That's the no, I, I, I will. Oh. I will tell you. Have you ever been pegged? <laughs> What? No. <laughs> I don't know. I said that's why. Let I the man it. answer your, the first question. <laughs> I had to get it out because then. No. Um, no. My my town did have a, a right up almost right up the center. We had Ward Avenue, and if you were if you were white and you caught on the wrong uh, on the wrong side of town uh-huh. after dark, the cops would pull you over because you had no business over there unless you were there under under um, for bad reasons. Um, and if you were. Why? If you're black and you're on the other side of town, they also pulled you over because you. What were you doing on the side of town? What are you doing out at this hour? Where do you go if you're Mexican? You have to stay I mean, on the line. I, I only knew two in my whole school. The like, fucking so, cages. Oh, <laughs> so, so some fucking cages are back to Mexico. Uh, yeah. Was it? Was it down? Okay, down the middle, north and south, or down the middle, east and west? North and south. It was north and south, yeah. and y'all, and then the whites were in the south. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's a switch. <laughs> Dang. I, I, I plead the fifth. All right, All right. <laughs> Mike. Where, where are you born and raised in the San Angelo? Wait, so the whites ran the South? <laughs> that, that's that's that was Pretty the whole it. fucking joke, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I plead the fifth. Oh, yes, the slow one. That's normally. <laughs> when on the north side, I plead the fifth. No, oh, yeah, man. Uh, born and raised in uh, San Angelo. I'm like 39 years old and lived there my whole life. Uh, it's a small town. Uh, we barely got a Chipotle, so that's pretty cool. Really? Yeah, we're really excited about that, actually. Really? Chipotle? Yeah, yeah. Right. Y'all have a fucking like, get-togethers about it? Yeah, yeah. Like, our, we had, like, a city hall meeting. They're like, we're going to get us another Chipotle, guys. And we got all excited and shit. Damn. Yeah. Did, but um, do y'all do a lot of chili in your Mexican food? Yeah, like, yeah, Mexico? Hot, yeah, yeah. Like, Tex-Mex and all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, and the Tex-Mex. Is it burritos or tacos over there? Like, both. Because, you know, New Mexico, you ever been to New Mexico? Like, if you go order a taco, they're like a burrito. Yeah. All they serve are burritos, and all their fucking burritos automatically have chili in them. And I hate chili. Like, we got a lot of taco stands out there. We got a pretty good amount of taco stands. We have have street tacos, but we have breakfast burritos. You have to go over there. Like, it's very, very, very firm that way. I got a waitress for today. Pew, 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 pew. No, I'm just kidding. She's mine. (laughs) My waitress. I'm just kidding. She's my drug dealer. (laughs) Right. My drug dealer. She's got your fix. She's Griselda Blanco. Damn. I got a black guy and a dark girl today. You want to jump in? No, whenever it's time. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been doing comedy? Like, um, I've been doing like maybe three and a half years. I got started with these guys. He got me first. Like he came up to me and like, whoa, well, how'd you get up to me? Like, I don't 
You remember? He threw you in a van. Let's go, motherfucker. Oh, wait, yeah. You yeah, know what? Yeah, gonna be yeah. funny, bitch. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was, at a ho- I was at a Home Depot. Yeah, I was at a Home Depot. And he's like, hey, man, you want to work? He's like, yeah. All right, cool. So he kind of brought me along. And started <clears throat> which, doing- which one of y'all speaks English? <laughs> yeah. Right here. Right here. Home <laughs> Depot? Sorry, guys. Yeah. Is that real? No, I blew. <laughs> or was that a joke? Oh, oh, that was a joke. Sorry, I zoned out a little. That was a joke. I need oh, some. Oh, damn. That would have been funny. Anybody <laughs> funny out here? Like, I'm a little bit funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, funny, haha, not funny, like, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. How long have you been doing, Chris? Oh, about eight years. Eight years? Yeah. Nice. Are you good? Some people think I am. <laughs> I, Did you get no, more silence than. Uh, no, I, 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 do, I, I do real well. But, like, I think um, for the most part, I do real well. I do way better in certain in certain rooms. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. We'll, we'll 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 stick with that. From I a do, side view, you kind of look like Bob Saget. I've, <laughs> I, I, I've heard I've heard this before. Except alive. Very deadpan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah except very, I've, heard, I've heard this before. I've heard this before. Really? <laughs> but are you are you as funny as Bob Saget now? Man, that motherfucker's dead. Yes, I'm funnier. Yeah. 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 Good answer. <laughs> I'm not hit my head on the hit my head on the bed dead. Funny. <laughs> Is that how he died? That's how he died, apparently. Uh, yeah, he, like uh, he had like massive head trauma. Oh yeah, and he never went to the doctor, right? Yeah, right. Ooh. I mean, he never went to the doctor, pal. He. Oh, it was from before that day. Yeah, it's like before. Oh, I thought they were saying that he was like laid back too hard, hit his no. head that night, no. and never woke up again. No, I, 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 I don't. I didn't read the Bob Saget biography. But it was a story you heard yeah. all your childhood. He fell like earlier in the day or something, yeah. did a show, and then went back to the hotel room. And I think he was on out. like America's Funniest Home Video too. Like you yeah, could they see were filming the video. Them? Yeah. That's great. No, not really. Uh, I'm just I wonder kidding. if it won the $10,000 prize. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think he won it. You want a better angle of, of that with your phone, bro? Oh, the, no, that's good. You good? Yeah. Okay, because you could put it on the middle of the table. If what you want. do comedy crowds look like? Like, are they um huge? Are they small? Or comedy do they clubs? Vary? No, yeah, I've never yeah. really like to. What's the common theme in a comedy yeah, club that you common, see? You know, common in general. Theme. What makes a comedy club? Yeah, people, usually, usually is dumbass is trying to. Ask actually, this is yeah. a this is my dumbest answer ever, and people will disagree. But I think a comedy club to me is like any other bar with a stage. Except right. they have the nice little theme of comedy club on the outside to draw the attention <laughs> to people who would want to go watch comedy. I have a picture of Richard Pryor. Oh, that's a comedy comedy club right there. Yes, yes. What if you had to like? What's your longest set? My longest set is an hour. An hour? Yeah. Damn, nice. Have you? Do you record it? Um, I've not recorded the hour set. I re, I used to record a lot more, but I usually now only record if I have a a reason or somebody I'm trying to record for. Damn. Oh man. Greg, what's your longest set? Um, like half an hour. I do half an hour right there. But I got nice. like I've what got about, like what about in comedy? <laughs> 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 yeah, we know you can bench, motherfucker. Yeah. But how many jokes do you got? Like ten minutes, ten minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> no, yeah, like recently I just got done like over here in San Antonio. I did like kind of like twenty one minutes, but I got more stuff all the time. So I just had to put like a little something real quick together. But I probably got like an hour of material. Oh, no. Um, would either of you be willing to do a joke? Go for it, Greg. Because I know like comedians don't like to like have their shit out. Right? Oh yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. be funny comedians. Be funny, comedians. Right. make me laugh. Yeah. Make me laugh. Clown. Dance, right. boy, dance. Right. Well, like, <laughs> you're at Home Depot. Let's go build a house. <laughs> <laughs> well, anytime I ever try and go out and uh, do comedy, man, I try and dress up. You know, 
Like, I, I definitely try and, you know, put on these shoes right here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all like these shoes. Nice shoes. Nice shoes, all right? Yeah. I actually got these uh, from a drug dealer. Oh, I'm trying to save shit. some money. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know what he laced them with, but I've been tripping all day. <laughs> yeah. You want to hear something really funny about that joke right there? It's a dad joke. It hits close yeah, to home, yeah. right? Yeah. My dad actually got me these shoes. Oh, that's cool. And on top of that, he used to be a drug dealer. So, Is that real? Yeah, that, yeah, no, yeah, he did. Oh, he that's was perfect. Oh, it's also wholesome. See, they write themselves, Yeah, right? they, they really that's, do. Those are the best jokes, right? The ones that write themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't do that joke whenever uh, he's in. Uh, my my waitress will show you too that yes uh, if you walk through the hallway right there to the left um, take the elevator for the 14th floor it was right? we don't have a 13th here no 13th um, what's your writing process like like is it just some funny shit happens or some shit comes to mind and you're like oh fuck that is funny and then you have to figure that out any one of us we carry around a little notebook man we're always just writing jokes. So, so you're like Eminem and Eight Mile. You're on the bus. Yeah. And you're just writing. Yeah. If you if something comes across my mind, I write it up real quick, and then uh, you know, later on I'll practice with it and try and make it time it. See how. Do you take it, it somewhere else to organize it, or because yeah. like you have to have thought of five more, and then you're yeah. like, fuck, I can punch up that that one five jokes ago. Yeah, exactly. Like oh, like if it don't work now, it's gonna work like later on. Right. Like, it's oh, just got. It's there. It's there. Right. On paper, I'm still old school. I got a like digital recorder too. Sometimes wow. I just carry it and be like, oh, man, that's shit. Do you yeah. use that, though? Like, like, um, I don't know. Because I feel like if I had, I mean, everybody has a voice recorder, right? It's yeah. their phone. Yeah. Um, and it's right there, but nobody uses it. You know what I mean? I know, yeah. Like, It's better to write. Like, it feels better. Yeah, I use, like, both because I'm, like, just really, like, I got ADD, so mm. I got to do a whole bunch of different forms of memorizing and stuff. Yeah. I got to write it down. I got to record it. I got to rehearse it, like, five or six times. Have you ever taken Adderall? We got to get oh. Mike on, man. I feel really... Yeah. yeah. I feel bad I about... I want to get Mike on too right now. I feel bad about having the, the black guy in the back. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's something... Just, no, no. It doesn't uh, sit no, right with me. No, any, anymore... And now call me Michael Shields. Mike, Mike. <laughs> no, anymore. I've been... Um, actually, I, re- I just read the first thing I can on my splash page in the morning. And I find... Actually, I find the stupidest... Uh, the stupidest headline I can, uh-huh. and then I let it. I let it sit in the back of my head all day, and I and I kind of think through it like that. And then at the end of the day, I start trying to figure out how I would say it. And then once I find out how, or think about how I would say it, I start abusing my friends with it by saying it out. Loud. Right. That's oh, kind of how it um. Works. So That's is it? Are you doing mics every every night? Um. No. I, I mean, oh. we don't have. We actually we don't have mics in San in uh, San Angelo at all. What? Are you on Dry County? No. no. Are there Dry counties no. still that exist? No. Actually, I'm sure that's they, still a thing? They, they, they do exist. They just do not exist. Here. Military bases, though. Oh, it is. But there's no mics? Right. There, there, there's, there's no mics. Where like, the f- like it's, it's no a, consistent mics. No, no, no. There's no fucking mics. Really? No, I mean, no, they have. Oh, no. You're, you're, where are you from, Mike? Well, I'm from where um, I live. Sorry. I didn't mean to ask yeah. like that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm from the Cooter town. <laughs> He's from Cooter. Um, uh, I'm from Illinois. But no. I, live, I live here in Texas down in Monahans. Monahans. I was going to say Minahans. Yeah, Monahans. Close enough. Um, so do they have mics in Monahans? No, we don't have mics in Monahans. Shit. None. We don't even have open anything in Monahans. How do you work out? Well, well, we drive I know he two and a half out. hours to get on a fucking yeah. podcast. Well, I've been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I travel around a lot. I've been doing it for 20 years. So it, it, mics and practice time comes wherever I go. So Yeah. What do you love the most about it? Uh, 
it, it's it's the crowd, it's the audience. Uh, I feed when I do my sets, I feed off the audience. And you know, they always say at one time, you're not a comedian until you know you've bombed at least once or twice. But uh, if you get in front of an audience who's giving you love and you're feeding off of that, you never you never bomb. But right. there's been times where it's a small crowd and they're just not feeling you. Yeah. To some, that's a bomb because even to a small crowd, if you can't make them laugh, you didn't you didn't do your job. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. But I mean, I would imagine your first mic you bombed. Uh, here's a funny thing. Uh, I've been on stage with a lot of celebrity comedians, and one of the advices that they gave me, he said, to find out whether or not you're funny or not is don't do an open mic in front of your family and friends because they're always <coughs> going to support you regardless. If you want to know, find out if you're funny, go in front of a crowd that doesn't know you. Oh, shit. And that's how you know if you're really funny because they're either going to laugh at you or they're not right. going to laugh at all. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and then yeah. the important thing to remember is that they may never see you again if you, exactly. if you never go lot, back. Exactly, exactly. Right? And they're just people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. They're going home. Yeah, but if you're it. cerebral, it's it's hard to do that too, right? Because you're in your head like, fuck, man, I wanted that one to get a laugh. And right. every joke that you don't get a laugh, does it build on it or you just move on? Well, it, it, from the response of the joke that you get when you hit your punchline, that dictates, dictates how you should go on to your next joke. If that oh. joke that you delivered is hitting and people are laughing, right. give them a chance to laugh at it before you go right into your next one. But if you hit your punchline and you get a... Yeah. Then right then there, going into your next one, try to get that crowd back. Don't wait for you know, damn that joke usually hits all the time. Right. Because yeah. a, another friend of mine told me he says you can tell the same joke over and over and over again a hundred million times, but it depends on what crowd you're in front of. How you deliver that joke is yeah. what makes that joke funny. So where you told it one That's way true. at one one spot and got hilarious laughs told it the same way at another spot and right. didn't get anything, it's because you didn't deliver it to where the audience can respect wow. that type of joke. So that doesn't necessarily mean write that joke off. No, it, you, you don't have to write it off. Once. You can rewrite it, reconstructure it, right. uh, but deliver it. And that's what they call punching it up, right? Exactly, exactly. The delivery is what makes it work. Well, they, and and there, there's, a, there's a crazy thing out there. There's a, there are comedians that really believe that you would want to be what they call undeniably funny, right? Sorry, undeniably funny or universally funny. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but it's very hard to write a joke that's going to go across all demographics and all generations and all True. backgrounds. You can't uh, please everybody. So, so what, exactly. So, exactly. so what I've uh, um, mentorship in, or recent mentorship is that you know you know the type of pe- you know the type of people or the type of audience that laughs or most enjoys your set and or your act and the idea is to find find your audience and then put yourself or find your way to be in be on shows that put you in front of your audience mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. once you have figured out your demographic and where what you're most effective at then those are the types of shows you should be going after because it, um because if you just think you're going to walk into any room and you're going to win and crush every room you have no idea the background or the makeup or what's going on in there right but i know i spent 20 years in the service and i know i am very effective at vfws and american legions oh, so, where, so where the <laughs> fuck do i want to be i want to be in front of a in front of a military crowd in front of veterans in front of people not uh, uh 
not for any re- other reason than we have we have we have common culture, we have common mm-hmm. background. I don't know if sure. you know this, but middle aged white men don't have culture, not recognizable <laughs> culture in the fucking club. No, I like, didn't know that. No, like, like breaking I, news. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I, I, in fact, the only person I'm allowed to make fun of in a club is a white person. Otherwise, I am a bigot or a racist. Oh, don't let him fool you. Don't let him fool you. He's lying. But I think that also speaks. I think that also speaks to the point that you're making. Right? Is like you have to know where you're going because if you go to a crowd that's ready for a white guy to be racist. Uh, kill Tony. If you right. kill Tony, they're <laughs> yeah. ready for that white guy to yes. be racist. Yes. You know, that's that yeah, yeah. supposedly racist, yeah. right? Because he's just making jokes. That's yeah. all it is. You know, he's not. He's but, helping out everybody. But, but yeah, the point uh, was, you know, if you find your audience and you know who your audience is and you yeah. know what kind of shows uh, draw that kind of audience right. or the the places of the venues that ha- that house that type of audience, mm-hmm. you're going to go and you're going to murder. You're going to be successful. And um, I, there are there are road I would say roadworking comedians who will go and you, you go in every place that will have you and will give you some money. However, <laughs> the the idea is that um, the riches are in niches. If you have a niche, go get rich. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just right. another working comedian that is in front of an audience that you are probably taking a minimum amount of cash to go and try and be funny in front of. And that's how and that's how we grind yeah. it out, especially on the small stages. Yeah. Especially on the small stages. It, that's a great point, but it. it it could feel cheap, right? Because you're like, fuck it. I know it's a niche. Damn, I don't want to lean into that because that's easy. But you have to, right? Yeah. Because you know that's going to take you like, where you need to be. I was like, tell that to Fluffy. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, he has to he has to let go of some of his ego to say, oh, everybody too. loves that Fluffy shit. Yeah. It may not feel great, but damn, the money's rolling. It may not be funny, but... You bastard! Like, hey, fluffy, Bigfoot, the Speedy Gonzalez shit. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, man, it's hard. It's, yeah. it's telling hard. jokes ain't easy. It's, yeah. You have to um, find one works. How long have you been doing it, Mike? Twenty years. Twenty years. Twenty years. Uh, if you asked that question, and and you, I mean, if you answered that question earlier, I'm just like you. I have ADD. Yeah. I got a question for you, Greg. <laughs> have, have you ever taken Adderall? No. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, I'm doing I'm doing market research uh, for the past three months because <laughs> since I started doing a podcast, I realized I have ADD. I know, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, because he did say he's been doing it for twenty years. He right? did. Yeah. Right yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. 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 A couple of weeks ago, I was telling a story, and he literally asked the question of what the what else, like what was it? Oh uh, man, was we said first uh, for the HR case. So I told y'all that he got an HR case, right? And we had just asked him, "Who are you going to tell first if you get fired from work?" And he just answered the question, and I'm looking somewhere fucking else. <laughs> I and he answers it. the question. I go, yeah, but who are you going to tell? <laughs> they were like, what? Like, I had just stopped like, saying He just huh? fucking said he's going to tell his <laughs> wife and then his son, and then he'll tell us. Right. He's messing with me. I completely miss, miss things. Yeah. So 20 years. Um, do you, you still get nervous? Oh, if you don't get nervous when you come up on stage, yeah. you're not good at your job. It's almost, but it's almost like if, like what you said, right? If um, you know you're a comedian, when you can admit to yourself that you bombed, mm-hmm. you know, in a set, mm-hmm. but can't you? Most people should be able to admit to themselves that first fucking time they go up that they're not gonna do well. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: you don't want to go up on stage and have that mindset that you're not going to do well. Oh, okay. Yeah. You go up there saying, "Hey, I'm gonna kill this crowd," right. and then by the time you're done, yeah. whether or not you did or didn't. I said, well, okay, what did I do wrong? Right. I didn't get the right feel of the crowd, yeah. or maybe that joke I shouldn't have used yeah. with this particular crowd, that kind of thing. Uh, but always, if, if you're in the business of being a comedy, a comedian, go up on stage with the, the attitude, 
I'm going to kill this stage. Mm. You know, don't go over there, oh, I hope they like me, you know, kind of thing. Because yeah. if you go up with that negative attitude, yeah. you're going to bomb. Right. More so than not. <laughs> um, did were, Before you started, was there a period of time where, you, where maybe it was years, maybe it was months, or maybe it was whatever, but was there a period of time where you're like, I want to be a comedian, but you just couldn't get your ass on stage? <laughs> Funny you should say that. My origin story was yeah. just kind of like that. Uh, I worked for uh, the airlines for like 15 years. After I retired from the airline work, uh, I came back. I moved back to Midland, Texas, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, I decided to uh, be a bartender, so I went to a bartending school. I became a bartender. I came back, got a job in Midland, Texas at a five-star hotel, which had a classy bar inside. And as a bartender... Customers that would come down to the bar and just sit there and order drinks, I was just joking around with them. I'd have fun. I'd just be in me, you know, being funny. Well, a couple of customers would go to the owner of the hotel and said, man, your bartender's funny. Well, it was kind of odd because when the owner of the bar hired me, I didn't know he had contacts in the comedy business. So he comes up to me and he says, Mike, he says, uh, some of my customers said you're pretty funny. So we're going to start a comedy night here at the hotel and I want you to host it. I'm like, me? I don't know anything about telling jokes. You know, he said, I'm going to let you host it, give you your five minutes, you do that and we'll build it. He said, I've got connections with all these, com- these agencies. We'll bring them in and you can learn from it. And that's exactly what happened. All these comedians that were coming into the show and I'm doing my little five minute set, my hosting set, they were giving me points and, and tell me, hey, this is what you need to do. This is how you do this. This is how you write this. And ever since then, that's primarily how I got started and continued. And it's been building ever since. So I'm still learning. And, you know, every day I'm still learning. So some of the best comedians I've worked with have given me some valuable information that I consider, take on, and even pass on to other people who ask me. Are you married? Not anymore. No. <laughs> we want to go on a date then? I know, right? <laughs> um, uh, I've, did, I've been married. Did, it wasn't my comedy that drove me away, though. But uh, oh, that's what I was about. That was no, my next question. Did she no. find you funny? Yes, uh, <laughs> ladies. And I, Up until the end, Evan. <laughs> uh, my wife, the girl that I'm with now, even she gets you know frustrated because everything's a joke to me. And I said, well, you know what? Life, you live a lot longer when you don't take everything seriously. Yeah. So if you've got, if you can, you know, don't push it too far, you know, as well. But yeah. Uh, yeah, she thinks I'm funny, and sometimes she thinks I'm not. But I say, well, these checks that I'm bringing home says I am because I keep getting them. <laughs> making that funny money. Yeah, um, it's not Monopoly, but yeah, you know, I get it done. So, so hi, uh, we're here. <laughs> the fucking camera wasn't recording, dude. And the whole time, I mean, it's 30 minutes in, but the whole time I kept thinking, man, I want to get up, but I don't want to get up because this is this is great. Con- this is great fucking conversation. So he chooses to um, when I'm talking. So. But I, but no, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, because I was like, he's telling a story. I'm, and he's gonna go on telling that story. I don't need to be. I don't need to intervene with he a question. Seems like he's wordy for the yeah, dead air, because yeah, 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 yeah. uh, I'm the dead air filler here. But um, but that's incredible. So you weren't even thinking about how it. racist was that that you thought he was gonna continue talking. I know, right? Like they we were talk, watching a movie or something. They talk a lot in the movie. <laughs> I was at a movie today, <laughs> Super Mario. It, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, they all but, sound alike. But that's incredible. Yeah. So you didn't 
Um, I had no clue. Wow. I was in the comedy business. Chris, how about you? What's you, your origin story? Top that. Were you like in a mess hall one day, just on top of the table and just started going? No, my, my, mine is not nearly as interesting. Uh, well, it so, better be a little long because oh, I got to plug that in. I can do that. No, um, no, actually, I can't. I went to the. I went to San An- I went to San Angelo where I had to actually learn how to do, do public speaking. I'd never done public speaking in my life, and I had to learn how to do that in order to teach because I'm an instructor at the base. And uh, I just kept on putting myself in public speaking situations that were more and more uncomfortable. There's nothing more uncomfortable than being on stage in a room full of people judging you. So that was pretty much how it how it came to be. I had read um, I read a book by Howie Mandel. He made it look really really damn easy. Everything he ever did turned to gold instantly, and everybody loved him, and he got TV shows instantaneously. And I thought, that is really cool. Oh, he's cool. here in a couple weeks. Turns out it was wicked, wicked hard. And, like, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a much lower grind than what old Howie Mandel made it look like. Oh, yeah. But that's, that's, that was kind of it. It was me I learning thought, how to do public speaking and get more comfortable with it. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, so I was in the military, and I kept whipping my dick out in front of everybody. And they're like, man, that guy Chris is fucking hilarious. He's always showing us his dick. No, they're like, dude, this, this fucker Chris is hung. He keeps showing us his dick. He should be a porn star. And you're like, nah, I'm going to be a comedian. <laughs> Brought my own mic. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, what's, what's, your, what's your origin story? Where'd you, where'd you start out or how'd you get started? Oh, man. Um, like, whenever I was really, like, a little kid, like, five or six years old, um, I used to watch, like, late night comedy specials on HBO. My parents were, like, whatever to, to like, keep me in the room, you know? Like, so I was watching, like, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Dale Hughley, all of them. And um, I was imitating all their acts all the time as a kid. And I was saying, like, the N-word all over the day. Oh, how, how much trouble did you get in for, for not, not, not a lot. For not, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, and, and <laughs> just them two alone. Deal Hughley, I find, is a little bit not as bad. I mean, he's... he's not, not, not a lot. Blue. My dad and Red Fox, my dad loved those type of comedians, too, man. He really, like... And anytime he'd, he'd be like, hey, do uh, Richard Pryor. And I was like, you know, and I just started cussing, fucking all that shit. I thought you were gonna, like, you fired up some crack and you. I know, right? For real. Okay, dad. <laughs> shit. <laughs> like that. No, but um, yeah, it was like that all the time. And somebody would just, and the, and the family, they knew I always wanted to be funny. So they'd be like, Greg, do something, you know? And uh, Jim Carrey, I'd be doing impressions of Jim Carrey. And just all the time, anybody that wanted to laugh in my family, I was there to make them laugh. So that's how it was for me. I just wanted to be a comedian. And how did your first show ever go? Like, were you, were you scared out of your mind? My first show, I did it the way, like, these guys say not to do it. Don't do it with your friends and family that are there. And they were just like, oh, you're so amazing. That's so great. And then I go and do, like, a show with nobody that knows who the hell I'm at or who I am. And I bomb. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm, I still want to do this. Even though I bombed, I'm like... I want this. I want to get better. So, like, I knew this was what I wanted to do when I bombed. Yeah. yeah. It, it was. It was really. You never, you never were successful no. until you had bombed at least once or twice. Yeah, for real. Like, we've got friends that, like, that have, like, bombed a few times. We've got a few friends that, they get hit hard with it, you know. And they're like, yeah. And we got to, like, motivate them. We're like, man, come on. Just keep going, man. You're funny. Just keep just keep doing it, you know. But in, in- to, to that, I mean, there are comedians out there that will tell you that they've never bombed, and I think that's a little bit delusional. But for the most part, uh, 
the ego is so fragile, right? Yeah. And the the way the way you firm that up, the you way don't you, talk about my ego. The way you get that thicker skin <laughs> is you is is you uh yeah you get stabbed a few times, you get cut open a few times, you you get calloused, and you get a little bit better at what you do. But for the most part, um, you got to have thick skin if you're going to do it. Otherwise, you're going to not not make it very far. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like a secret society for comedians? Like you have a club or something like a secret handshake? No, because like I've I've noticed like the comedy. God, like comedians kind of like like y'all just y'all, y'all just pulled up together you know what i mean yeah. so there's like a deep friendship with comedy right like because there's not that in the music scene i've done music here in san antonio and it's not like that at all everybody's well, no, cut throat. Like, i think it's because we actually need each other yeah i mean uh, you you end up being friends uh I, I mean, the more you work with somebody or the more you hang out but for the for the most part um let's say west texas we don't we have like He's a comedian out of Monahans. We have like three comedians in San Angelo. We got some people up in Abilene, some people out in Big Spring. If we want to put on a show, we actually have to collaborate with comedians from five different cities to all meet up in one spot. Or we all have to get in a get in a vehicle and drive ourselves up to San Antonio or Dallas or Austin or somewhere crazy that they do this all the time. But for the most part, um, crazy. We uh, there's not a single time where we show up to a show and we work with the same crew. So it's not like a band. Like a band, they can be very tight knit and be this is who we are. This is what we do. This is what we represent. When I show up, I'm working with a different a different group of comedians every single time. And you uh, you have to be able to. Uh, be able to connect instantly and, and you start to appreciate that. It's another shared culture, I guess, but yeah. you walk in and they, and they, they know what you're going through because you know exactly what they're going through. And then you t- for that one night, if you never see each other again, you guys are boys and you guys are a team and you guys are moving towards one goal. And that is to make the room laugh. That's it. You yeah. can tell he was in the military, right? Mm-hmm. Moving towards one goal, one, one focus. So I guess I, you would say it was like kind of like a mutual respect for each other. So right. because of that, you nurture each other. Yeah. Right. Each area. Each seven, they have their own group of comedians, their clique, and all mm-hmm. the cliques know all the comedians around the area. Yeah, you know, we have the San Antonio clique, you have the yeah. Laredo clique, you have the San Angelo, Midland, Monahans clique. Group of comedians that know everybody, and that's what makes the game. Everybody knows who's who right. and who to contact if they want to put together. A big well, show. I, I guess that makes sense because, like, when you look at the the larger comedians, not, nothing against you guys, but like uh, you, you, you look at like. <laughs> Um, the ones based out of New York, larger, and LA. yeah, no larger? shit. No. Yeah, I, had to, I had to give a plug for they're, my people. They're gonna be like, <laughs> yeah. okay, what's up, larger of the co-hosts? Like, <laughs> in, in all fairness, the larger you are, the funnier they usually think you are. You'd be hilarious. Uh, you? No, no, I wouldn't. No, um, no I'm not <laughs> no. that funny. I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm 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 an improvisational. Do me humorist. a favor. Can y'all um, tilt that mic like this, and then like yeah, when each of you guys are gonna talk, if you can just uh, angle it towards you. Oh, you gotta twist it a little. There you oh, go. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Now 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 rub it down a little bit. All right. Just stroke yeah. it. Stroke it. Kiss the tip, Mike. Kiss the tip. Which one do you, you want? The cup right down here. Like the cup. I think of a joke. No, but like you, you see the 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 ones who've who've broken through, and like they all seem to run in the same circles, and. It's Probably for the same thing, right? Because they're touring like mm-hmm. upstate New York or wherever, yeah. and like there's probably comedians in Florida and whatnot doing their thing. So it's kind of the same yeah. mindset. And, 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 yeah, and you have you have your your, your, cli- your tight click. Like like if one of us make it, you better believe the other w- the others will be 
not too far behind. No, I'm so, going to forget about all y'all. All right. I really am. He's <laughs> making new friends. He's going to like, except for Greg. He's yeah. going to be like, Fluffy, my boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like George Lopez, Greg, man. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Mike who? Mike, Mike who? Mike, Mike, Mike who? Why are we talking about this guy? Why are we talking about this? Like, Monahan's yeah. Texas? We don't talk about people. I used like to know a guy comedian. from Cooter, but... Yeah. <laughs> Damn! No, you don't. You don't do that, Fucking Greg. George, you, bro. You, um, you act like <laughs> you act like you're going there and you're gonna make it with them, and then once you make so, it, so you know, I, I think out. the George Lopez thing kind of like is there a comedian that you've heard a story about and you're like that doesn't that doesn't seem right, and maybe you've met him or been in the circle near him, like that you're like, oh, okay, now that makes sense. <laughs> like the George thing, like yeah, you would think George Lopez was was gonna be big, like on uh, support my my fellow Hispanics, and then he came out against uh, what was that guy's name? Um, oh, shit, you Barbosa. Know his name? You don't uh, even know his name. Ralph Barbosa. Ralph Barbosa. Yeah. I, I don't find him hilarious. <laughs> I mean, he's he's maybe like taking a stand. Down, but, you don't even know the guy's name. But like, is there anybody you all have met or are seen that's like, hey, you know what? I'm, you've heard a story about him. And I was like, okay, that checks out. Or like, really, that didn't make sense after me. No. Uh, yeah. I, I did. Show, I, I travel around with a lot of celebrity comedians, and I did a show with uh, Steve O from Jackass. Yeah. And uh, Steve O, uh, he, the first thing he says is, I know you've heard a lot about me, you know, but most of it, well, it's probably true, but a lot of it is not true. And, and when you see him perform on stage and some of the antics that he does on stage, it's like, no, some of that shit was true, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, but is he funny? He is funny. You never think as a comedian. Yeah. Exactly my point. You'd never think as a comedian that Steve-O was funny. But here's the thing with Steve-O. The reason why he's so funny, because people know him for the crazy stunts he does on Jackass. Right. He does some of those stunts on stage. Oh. <clears throat> that draws the attention to his comedy. Because yeah. then he goes from whatever crazy stunt he does on stage into right. a story that he's experienced that turns into comedy. What do y'all so, think yeah. about prop comedy? Then? Uh, like oh, the like, fact that like you both, like <clears throat> the fact that you top. both did. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's that's the thing. Carrot top. Uh, I've done a show with carrot top. Uh, it's a thing that if it works for you, then do it. I mean, whatever you get to get the laugh, I just don't think it's for every comedian. Right. Every but comedian that's, the, that's that. what y'all said earlier, right? If, it, it, if it's niche. It's, and it's, it's different. Riches are in exactly. niches. Yeah. Right. And so with him, that shit stuck. I yeah, mean, exactly. But he's, but he's and he's one of the rare ones that, that does it. Yeah. Like, but you know, but, you, but if you can do it, like, freaking do it. Like like Gallagher. Gallagher's Gallagher going to be a, my favorite prop comic. Right. Gallagher, yeah. Gallagher right. I think, had some. Because it was... It was more smart. I, not to say Carrot Tops is stupid, but it's more kind of like, uh, okay. But, but Gallagher had messages behind his, yeah. his comedy. Like the whole, what was the watermelon smash was based off of consumerism. Um, see, that's why you guys have me on here for the smart stuff. Um, <laughs> you said I'm pretty cons- fucking bored right now. Because you said <laughs> consumerism. But, but like, I forgot what the fuck I was going with that now. I was just too busy to give myself props. Yeah, way um, to go. So that's why we don't let you talk. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Greg, That's why I'm smart. What did I say? <laughs> Greg, uh, what's your worst sex experience? Ooh. My worst sex experience. Dang. <laughs> He's like, it's, it's so like, strong. <laughs> on my side, it's I been, almost it's pulled been, it off once. It's, it's been great on my side. <laughs> but on the girl's side, I don't know. I've probably been her worst, you know, so I don't know. Damn. So anytime you'll get it, it's good. It's good for me, man. I don't care. I mean, I'm a uh, winner. You don't have standards. All yeah, right, Mike, no you have any standards? standards? Worst sex experience? 
I haven't come across it yet. But, oh, uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's one of my jokes, and it's kind of, you know, kind of weird because, uh, you know, I know I'm getting older. And, of course, you say the, the older you get, you start to lose a lot of it. And it gets to where now uh, I hate to take baths. I hate to take baths because you have to sit down in the tub, right? And mm-hmm. my, my balls, they float, you know? <laughs> Oh yeah! It's just like they don't have any the weight buoyancy anymore. It's like yeah, it's increased. like they don't have any weight anymore. It's like I've used all of the scrumph out of them yeah. to where you know he doesn't know what you're talking about because he right? floats. Because he floats, and, and it's funny because you know. <laughs> Thanks for the visual, yeah, Mike. Know, we got female here, and I don't even know if I should be saying this or not. But uh, <laughs> now she's she's heard it all. She's, she's, she's not really she's here. Like, she's not really a female. Anything, she's you know? actually um, transgender. Bud Light making. It's like I don't carry the weight I used to. No, it's cool. She drinks Bud Light. (laughs) (laughs) Transformer 7 coming out summer 2023. Presented to you by Bud Light. Oh, yes. The beer that's more than meets the eye. When they did that whole Bud Light announcement kind of thing, I was like actually drinking a Bud Light at that time. And I had a bottle. No, I had I had a bottle, I had all dressed up, and I was like, what the fuck they did say? When did it happen? It happened. Like like, the Bud Light thing? Yeah, was it during like an event or some shit? Like I Super Bowl? No. no. Super Bowl? No, I... I, I everybody believe, saw I believe, it, I didn't. I think yeah, they just came out with like a yeah, press release. Sure. Hey, Greg yeah. drank that Bud Light said, hmm, I think I want to suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> this explains everything. No. I still drink Bud Light. What happened? I think it was a can released for um, for yeah. Pride Month. Yeah. Oh, and they had a transgender and it had, it had a, yeah, transgender on influencer on the can. And on, on the, the can, can it said he, she, them, and they. Oh, so, so they got pronouns. real woke real fast. Yo. Yeah. And That's then And then Kid Rock came and fucking. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and then somebody played <laughs> a video of him having a Bud Light with a trans crossdresser. He shot a bunch of Bud Light cans. Kid Rock? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, what? Uh, yeah. Shoots beer. So while he's searching that, Chris, what's your worst sex experience? Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. Um, he's had one, bro. He's what got a few to tell. How this had, show? All right. Yeah. No, no, no. no okay, I, let's I, do this. How about what, like, no, no, just uh, make up a worst sex experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. Chris was waiting for the question. He was waiting for this Is anybody going to ask me this one? I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. I could tell. Yes, because, all right, let's get with the worst right now is we didn't have Johnny Depp on, but there was a shit in the bed experience, right? Oh, yeah. Hey, Chris. Chris is like, yeah, so after uh, Greg drank that Bud Light. (laughs) (laughs) But it was great for Greg. It was great. I'm just saying, Chris, go. I'm just saying, don't play with with food. If you use pudding down there and she doesn't clean the plate and you go to sleep, your shit will be stuck to your thigh in the morning. And when you rip it off, it's not cool. That's it. I need the details. <laughs> yeah, we need some details yeah. on that one. I think I've, I've put two and two together already. It's not. Okay, smart guy, what happened? Yeah. He went through the back door. They weren't clean, so he had some. You didn't get no wipes? I don't think that's what happened. I, I said, oh, I you're said, still not I said, we used oh, food. Did you, did you we actually use, use food? food? I thought you were using no, no, I said food, man. Oh, oh there was oh, actually. Yeah, yeah. You, you, then you, go ahead, then, then tell it. I don't like, deal with round robin so communication. Mean, I deal with straightforward. Did you stick her dick, your dick in her ass? Well, she, no, this is not she what happened. She shit on your dick and well, you woke up had, in the morning you and your sheets were that, dirty? That seems like is a better, that what that happens? Seems like a better story, but no. You said, <laughs> but no, we used, uh, we cool. used butter. <laughs> you said pudding <laughs> right. and I was like, we used, we used butterscotch pudding butter <laughs> and put it on and said penis. Okay, in which sorry. case, she did not finish lapping up and in the morning, instead of cleaning up, I had fallen asleep. 
And I had, As you do. I, had, I, had I had I had I had to rip said member from my thigh, which is not cool, my guy. All right, oh, I'll catch that in post production. Well, that the story. I'm gonna need like a pudding box no, on there or something. What happens? This is where's experience had to do with pudding. <laughs> he puts some pudding, pudding, pudding on his dick. Special together next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't finish licking it all off. Oh, so it got stuck to his fucking leg. So when oh, he woke up fuck. in the morning, it was stuck, and he had to rip it off his leg. Jesus oh. Christ. Right? Yeah, so exactly. He gets it. <laughs> I didn't. Three times. I thought we were speaking euphemism, and no, it's actually real pudding. Right. I thought he was saying a euphemism at first. I was yeah. like, wait, so there was pudding so, in the asshole? So Y'all went straight to the asshole. I'm not so even sure what kind of evil you were yeah. there's, So she shit super glue? Is that what you're yeah. saying to me right now? You got to understand, a lot of our worst sex experience we've heard is... Normally, it has to do with the asshole. <laughs> wow. Y'all can't top that? You've lived a long life. Yeah, I have. You don't look like you have. Which is, I, you want to share your age, I Mike? I am 60. We'll be 61 next month. Dang. Holy smokes. Oh, I've got some stories. Yeah. That's why Where they say black dog crack. Let's go, man. That's why we like Asians. But... Crack do crack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, black, black do black crack. Black do crack, but they don't crack. <laughs> Sorry, we're racist. R.I.P. DMX. Anytime we say anything, we, we say the um, N-word, I um, I cut it and I put the word gentleman. Oh, okay. No, I don't put the beep. I put gentleman. It's usually oh. him saying yeah, it. Yeah, so. it's gentlemen. It's, yeah, so. it's like you're saying gentlemen like a lot, though. But we don't ever say <laughs> yeah, the N word with the ER, obviously. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. like you don't say the B word with the ER either, right? Right. Uh, I told them earlier, they were Vega? like, they were like he called me Dean. I said, no, oh. Bean, like Beaner. Oh, Beaner, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to call you that. He's now. like, whoa, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling you Beaner. Yeah. Call said, me, call wait, me Beaner. But, but you're a native. Native. <laughs> <laughs> Say it with the A and then it's a term of endearment. He's like, come on, you can say it. Come on, say it. <laughs> He's like, I'm in your house. Yeah, <laughs> say it. I know Texas law. <laughs> oh man. Um do do you eat ass? Speaking of that. I've done a few. You've you've, you've done a few? <laughs> <laughs> you have nothing against it that? because if you're in there, you're in there. Yeah, I'm in there, you know. Sometimes I, I, you know I'll Does she the, ask you to eat ass? <laughs> I do the condolences and I move up and down. Oh, My and then dog. see if she likes it. Yeah, usually all girls like it, man. All, all girls. All like girls it. like it. All girls. I think, yeah. We have a much. female girl resident. Ask her. I mean, well, fellow, she just fellow fellow looked girl. at the wall, so I think that answered the question. Yeah. We have a fellow girl resident in the house. Um, Does she like her ass eat? He doesn't eat it. Yeah. What? What are you asking me? I've never we have had to balance out. We have to balance out the scales here. Um, just from the background, do females like their ass? All females like their ass eaten. Just put a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Thumbs, uh, oh, yeah, you can say it. Thumbs, thumbs up. up. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for backing me up. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah thumbs yeah, up. Yeah. Thumbs thumbs up. Hey, do all females up. like a thumbs up their ass? <laughs> 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 it, they have to work. Thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> Isn't this great to be on a podcast in the background answering honestly? Because, yeah, yeah it's hard to answer voice. honestly. Can you <laughs> <my> voice? <laughs> I, I could. If you were on the microphone, I could legit give you a fucking 
anonymous oh, voice. Yeah, right. Anonymous voice. Um. All right. Does it taste like ass? Does it taste like shit? Um. Like what you smell? <laughs> no, you know, like I, I make sure like everything's out like, pretty clean. So you make sure. Yeah. You, do you go with test? a toilet paper. And, like we're like you know. You take a wipey with you. Yeah, Any girl I've ever been with, like, hey, uh, yeah, you take your shower today. Oh, like, you know, like, okay. hey, all right, because it's about to go I, down. You know, why do you know. think people just go and eat some fucking mud butt, yeah. bro? Because that's the way sex happens, right? <laughs> right? Because people are like, it just happens. That's not how sex happens. No, like, like sex Maybe just happens, you. right? Sex is not planned. Hey, I'm gonna go take a shower. You, <laughs> we're gonna fuck in a minute. Uh, no, it's like, damn, like, she came out of the shower. shower she's fucking wet. Yeah, she's sure. fucking naked. Sure. I'm gonna fuck her now. Hundred yeah, percent of the that's time. Pretty much how it goes. One hundred percent of the time. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. 100% of the time? Yes. You know, no, you don't ever go to the fucking club and there's just somebody in there taking a shower and they come out <laughs> naked. It happens all the exactly. time. That's what I'm saying. It Those happens. bitches You don't club. watch porn, sir. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, my therapist said I couldn't. So. I don't that. Damn, her. got silent. Did all of y'all therapists say they couldn't? You couldn't watch porn? Yeah. Pretty much. Um, how much porn do you watch on a daily basis? How on do a, you on a weekly wa- basis? How do you get a chance to watch porn when you got to go on the road and do a show? Oh man, like it's mobile. Bro. It's, you have a phone. Well, you got a phone and everything. I know, but does like no, no. What I meant was like, does Mike hold the phone for you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Generally, like before I go on the road, depends on comedy. With the, he has a tripod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got that tripod right there. That helps. <laughs> No. I was talking about Mike. We Mike talking is your Mike. tripod. Oh, no. That's all right. That's a black that's a dick one. joke. Black dick joke. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Let me clarify yeah. that for you, for the comedians. <laughs> um, uh, so you all see, you've all seen um, Kill Tony? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Would you ever want to be on there? Uh, I've been invited. Amy Ops. You've been invited? Oh, yeah. Uh, Amy Ops is, is on the panel, and she's invited me to come. Uh, Ron White. Uh, was on there, and I did a show. We, well, I brought them on. You know Ron? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Uh, did a show with him in uh, Midland, Texas. Uh, gave him an after party. Dude, so throw him an after. Good. Actually, we did uh, Midland and Abilene, and uh, I gave him an after party at uh, both both cities. And uh, we he had a plus. And he does a kill Tony, and I was surprised. I didn't even know. He, I said, shit, as much as I paid you to do the show, you do a little podcast Kill Tony show. I didn't say that, but I was thinking it. You know, I was like, wow, how much <laughs> money did they give you for this? You is know? that what you think of it as? It's not a, it's not a huge podcast, but it is. Well, it, it's, it's reputable. Yeah, you know, people, a lot of people know about it, so. It's pretty, it, and but it's it's pretty cool how, uh, I mean, if you're talented, you can get a shot. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you can yeah. get a real shot off like that said, show in just one minute. That's how I found out Ron White was on the panel, so. Oh yeah, how long have you been watching it, or or do you watch it? I don't watch it you just uh, continuously. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, people ask me, "Hey, have you heard about Kill Tony down in Austin?" I said, "Oh yeah, I heard about it." And, yeah, you know, uh, one of our friends, he was a comedian uh, that came through. I forget his name now. <laughs> uh, Oriental guy, Hans Kim. That's yeah. him. Yes. Fuck yeah, yeah. man! That yeah. dude's a fucking legend. He's, he's, he's very funny. He I mean, a year and a half ago, he was living in a van. Yeah, like, like yeah. not not making it happen. Yeah, I'm, and then I'm he actually, got on there. Yeah. I, Hans, Hans Kim, my, my story with him is I had a chance to meet him just before he blew up, like literally about a month and a half before he blew up. Yeah. Uh, he was out, um, he, he had just gotten on Kills Tony uh, as a regular. Yeah. And he, um, he started wanting to tour as a headliner and, and make his mark and, and get some chops. So he, he made it out to Abilene, and I was asked if I would host a show, you know, and 
I don't know this guy. I don't know anything about this guy. But I'm like, sure, I will host the show. So we hosted the show, and I gave him, and it was this is the, this is the fun piece to to see something happen in comedy. Yeah. Because we paid him. I mean, the place gave us no budget. I gave him two hundred fifty dollars. He brought two, he brought three of his buddies from Austin. Yeah. And they they you know they they hung out there. So for two hundred fifty dollars, did he bring a black guy? Uh, no. But, oh. but, but for two hundred <laughs> for, for two hundred fifty, is it a white guy with the red hair? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, but, uh, but, dude, but, he's but, fucking awesome. Yeah, but, but for two hundred for two hundred fifty dollars, they performed in front of seventeen people in wow. a coffee house in Sweetwater, Texas. And then, like a month later, I see him like in front of a crowd of like seventeen thousand yeah. hanging out with yeah. uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, and I'm just like that is you went from seventeen people in a coffee house right. until a month later being in front of like literally stadiums. That's fucking and that crazy. Is, yeah. That, so the, to see how quickly. He went from here to right. there. Yeah. was absolutely crazy. And it's one night away. You uh, know what I mean? Yeah, any, it's any, any, anybody, yeah. any of y'all. It's yeah. one night away. It's one fucking viral video away. Yeah. That's what's incredible. So you, that's why, it, is that why you all keep pugging at it? Because it seems like it's not fruitful, right? If you're outside <laughs> looking in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. y'all, y'all have day jobs, right? Yeah, we got yeah, day jobs. Absolutely. I mean, fruitful, but uh, fulfilling still, right? Okay. Even not not just monetarily, but like fulfilling, right? It, because it, it, you're gonna bomb more often than not, yeah. or but it, because you're working on shit, yeah. right? You know, um, so it's the struggle. But I could imagine that if you're successful, right, and then like you, you're like, ah, I'm gonna do get, I'm gonna do arenas, or I'm gonna whatever, I'm gonna do a sold out yeah. show. It's cool. But these nights, most nights, I'm gonna go ahead and bomb because I'm good with it because. That's where the real shit's gonna happen. Yeah, it's like we're steel sharpened steel right there. You exactly. Know? But right now, in the meantime, that's where it's like, is that why y'all do it? Because at any moment, you you can pop. Yeah. Yeah. Once you, I mean, and and that, and I guess uh, preparation is part of that moment, right? So like right. you're like you're always getting better. You're honing yes. your skill, and then when that one moment does come around, it'd be really bad if you were not ready for that moment. Yeah. yeah. And that's where Hans Kim, it seems like he was an overnight success, right? But we yeah. know that he was in New York for a while. Yeah. He was in Seattle, I think, for a little bit, yeah. working his shit out. And he was ready when fucking Tony Hinchcliffe got canceled and needed a token. <laughs> oh, here you go. I, I, <laughs> we're going to keep it real, aren't we? I, I, we're going to yeah, keep it real, I, I, right? Yeah, yeah, pass yeah, by that's that. what we do here. But, but yeah, he absolutely needed, he, he needed that. He, uh, you, Hans, I say Hans Kim, you, you yeah, Hans Kim was in the perfect place. <laughs> he was in the perfect place at the right time. 100%. And, uh, but Hans, yes. is, Hans is actually funny and he was ready for the moment. And he, and yes, and he lived up to it. One hundred percent, and that's why he got he got with Rogan. You know, he got taken on fucking stadiums, like you said, yeah. seventeen thousand fucking people, incredible. Yeah. Oh, what's the most you've performed in front of Mike? I I want to ask you that question. I think you've had the longest. Oh well, yeah, because I've been on stage with Mike Epps. Yeah, uh, we went, we did, uh, we did Midland, and we did uh, New Mexico. Uh, I've been on stage with uh, Tommy Chong or. Uh, Cheech? Yeah, Cheech and Chong, but uh, Tommy. It was Tommy. I didn't I haven't been with uh, Cheech. Oh, okay. uh, the guy that works with uh, Fluffy Marion. Uh -huh. The guy said, "Martin, Martin." I've been on oh, stage yeah, with him. Martin. So I've been in big stages with those huge audiences. Uh, Jimmy Walker, D.L. Hughley. Uh, I've been on stage with those I guys. Opening? Huh? Opening? Damn. Yeah. Well, feature. Oh, I, feature. I, I, yeah. Well, yeah, feature. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Performing, yeah, performing. I call that before, yeah. So. Not like a stagehand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And from hey, those I was laying the wires, so I was on stage with these motherfuckers. Uh, and before, well, because you know, I'm also wow. a promoter, 
So oh, okay. from those experiences, yeah. I was able to get on stage with these guys. Wow. Uh, which is awesome to me, you know, uh, especially uh, John Witherspoon. He was probably the, oh, my favorite one out of everybody I've been on stage because he was the one that gave me most of these uh, pointers about doing comedy. He Damn, said, you know, I'm going to name drop all these names. I know. I'm be like, gets on me about I that. had a guy on, on the me. podcast that <laughs> fucking did on, comedy. Be no, I love this because <laughs> I'm through proxy. He gets on me about I've that. been around that. famous people. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I know a guy. That's, oh, dude, because, that's, that's awesome for me. Yes, you know? you've had those experiences. Yeah, Why exactly. the fuck not speak on that? Like, that's stupid. Because then I can ask you questions like, dude, tell me a fucking story about Tommy Chung. He's my fucking idol. Right? Three not, shows with Tommy. About him, but Three shows still, with no, I'm Tommy. Kidding. And his Damn. wife, Shel- and his wife Shelby. Damn, that's crazy. I Did mean, you some, smoke of, with some him? of the some of the people that he's been on stage with that are celebrities right. is because of me. Why so. are you so humble? Why don't you yeah. just name drop? We're yeah. good. We're right. we're, we're cringy here. All right, Let, I'll, I'll tell you a story about Oran White. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Oh, Fuck no, yeah. No, uh, no, Ron White is uh, number one. Great, great, great comedian. Yes. And I had a, I had a chance, and by no means did I perform with Ron White. What I did is I was a barker. So I had pretty uh-huh. much had, they gave me, you know, two weeks before the show, they gave me stuff I had to memorize about uh, Alex Ramundo and Ron White. Okay. And the, and the tequila brand that they, uh, right. that they bought. Yeah, number, so, one, number one, number one. one. So I, I had to know all the things, especially drinks. I had, I had to be able to talk on it and hype the crowd, and but at the same time, educate the crowd about the alcohol that they should be drinking while they watch these two individuals. Educate. <laughs> Yeah. I love the way you fucking put that. Yeah. So, okay, so, I so, says promote the alcohol. Yeah, so, so that's awesome. what that's what was happening. And it's uh, it's really cool what they do because they come to town and they actually while they're in town they also take a local a local dive bar right. and that's where they're going to have their official Ron White after party yeah. and what the, and so they make that oh, deal. They awesome. have uh, they they're very big into to supporting a local music scene. So the the deal with the bar. From my understanding, is they have to hire a band of of the chosen genre. Yeah. Uh, so they have they bring in a band, a local right. band, and then they also um, all the drinks that night at that bar have to be prepared with number one tequila. Mm-hmm. So, so so d- during the show they plug where the after party is going to be, which is something else I was supposed to be. It was a hype man for the for the after party <laughs> right. to draw people over to the bar and buy more number one tequila. Wow. So so that's what's going down. I, and one and and I had the I had the opportunity or not opportunity, but I I went over. And another piece of my job was to make sure that <laughs> make sure, I had a lot of jobs. I was on staff. I was Ron yeah. White staff. I was yeah. Ron First, White bitch. What's the first staff. thing I did for? No, oh, nice. Right, right. So, 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 so there I am. I'm at the after party, and I have. Uh, I'm supposed to make sure that their their VIP area is set right. That no one else is there. Now I'm uh, I'm sitting back there, and the, the, the bar is full of smoke. No one else is. Uh, or nobody else from the staff is there yet. And. Um, and the guy on stage has been told, if you see anybody in that area, that only Ron White will be back there. And he's looking and through so. the smoke from a distance, and he sees me back there drinking. Oh, and he shit. says, I don't know when it happened, but the guest of honor has arrived. You please look back to the left corner and give old Ron White a big old wait. I'm like, no. <laughs> so I got mistaken for Ron White by, by a guy on stage. Was there a light. spotlight? Uh, yeah. I had a whole lot of disappointed people very quickly. Um, but, the spotlight uh, went on you? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> so I, I, obviously I'm not Ron White. So that was um, very disappointing. I'm a moment. white guy, but not the right not guy. The right. <laughs> so, so, so Ron White eventually comes in and he's got his handlers. And please don't know, on stage he was like, he was like Superman to me, right? He had a suit. Like everything oh was perfect. God, yeah. Everything was great. The wind and, was blowing. And like, 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 like yeah. this guy, yeah. this guy comes kind of cruising in, and like, 
all his hair is all messed up. He's got like a party shirt. Oh, and he was like, through. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, he was, really? Whatever, whatever happened between the arena and there, he was done. And like he had handlers. And they were making sure that he could walk back to the VIP area because he has to show up, right? Because oh, it's the official. No. Because if you want to party where Ron's party and afterwards, right. this is where you go. Yeah. So he's back there and he's sitting at the bar and he's right next to me. And I'm and by no means am I hanging at the, at the hanging out at the bar, but I'm hanging well, out. Next by to no Ron. means am I rubbing shoulders <laughs> right. with Ron right. White. But, but, I'm in the vicinity. But, but yeah. I'm in the vicinity. So he, I he, went to a show yeah, where so, he was there too. Yeah. So 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 so, 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 so he's sitting there and he's 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 drinking and not really looking anywhere he, anywhere. He's looking down, doesn't want to be bothered. So I don't want to bother the guy at all. So I just sit there and keep uh, keep drinking and keep watching the room and uh, and finally. Um, and people holler, Ry Ron. He'd look up and just like Hollywood, like just flashes everywhere, taking pictures. Oh, so I have photo bombed like literally th- probably thousands of pictures <laughs> with Ron White sitting at the bar. And they <laughs> now they they take this picture out and they go, "Who's this guy next to Ron?" I, I don't know, but, <laughs> but that but I'm in uh, probably thousands of pictures with him. And towards the end of the night, I had a chance uh, to. Um, I thought I was going to have a chance to speak with him. My buddy previously, he worked with him in Abilene. He said, hey, his handler's going to come over. They're going to walk him out. He'll pass out on the bus. He'll wake up in the next town. They'll start the game again. Right. And I was like, all right, well, eh, cool. And I felt like that moment was coming. So I looked over at Ron, and I finally t- I, I, I said, hey, Ron. He said, and I, th- I figured no matter what he said, I would hold on to it for the rest of my life, right? Yeah. Because uh, the whole meet your heroes thing, right? And he turned around. He said, ah. <laughs> he didn't speak English to me. And I said, um, I said, Ron, can I get a picture? Ah, and he leaned in. He took a picture, and like leaned back and looked back at his drink. I said, oh, no. I, said "I said thanks, Ron." He said, ah. and so literally the conversation between me, he and I, there ah, was ah, ah. there was zero English, just barking and grunts, yeah. and it was fucking, fucking crazy. The yeah. script is ah, ah, ah. Yeah. A fucking conversation. Ron, with you Tim got three Allen. words in this fucking script, Ron. It's R and R. Yeah, and then you take a pic. Damn, did yeah. he smile? Do you have the pic? Um, I. I probably do have the pick. I'd had to find it, but I actually it you could send it, it to Beans, the producer. I, I, I actually will. I, I will send it to you. But I, I gotta, I gotta cover this up because I did everything I could to make him look not destroyed. Uh, and it turned, and it was very, it was very tough. I filtered it with gray and black and white. I turned all kinds of ways, and like, so I've got essentially a really nice black and white picture of him, uh, of of him sitting there. And I showed it to somebody. And they said, "Dude." You, you met Gordon Ramsay? He goes, he looks like a destroyed <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. Oh, so I said it to shit. you, you like, dude, you met it's Gordon Ramsay? Ron, I'm like, this guy doesn't know who Ron White is. <laughs> so, so, so it's a, it's a weird and moment. And he's actually a chef. He's not a comedian. Chris <laughs> yeah. Crawford is a chef. Yes, yes. Um, so do y'all go to Austin often? I haven't been yet no? for comedy, you know. And I know that's a strong market. It's become. Uh, I did. I did a show with Tom Green there in uh, in Austin, and I think that was the last time I've been in Austin. And it's a huge market. Uh, Sixth Street is popular, from what I understand, down in right. that area. Uh, some other comedians that I've worked with are also down in that area, and I just haven't had the time to get up there. But yeah. Um, what do you? I mean, what do you think about that? That that, that it has become a, a strong market. Like, yeah, it's like a melting pot of comedians that are just trying to make it, you know? So, right. like, I feel like if anybody wants to, like, be known or be, like, separated from all that, yeah, stick to, like, smaller towns, maybe. Like, San Angelo, San Antonio, be traveling comedians like us. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you're out there with, like, a bunch of other guys that... I don't think you're ever going to get spotted by, by out. By a bunch you of other guys, so? he means no. thousands. Yeah, thousands. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, like, no, well, <laughs> but like, it's, if you're really it's funny, similar if you're to really LA, funny, right? Yeah. Because if you're in LA, everybody's exactly. an actor, right? Exactly. Right. Well, and, and that's not true because a lot of times, 
uh, celebrity comedians or, or, or agencies, that's where they find some of the greatest comedians out there right. from going to these little dive the bars, studio. dive clubs, yeah. and, oh. and they find them. So, yeah. Uh, when in random Austin, spots, like not yeah. in the center in Austin yeah, where everything's happening. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out there. This is a, this is a weird thing, I think, uh, because like he's saying, if you were in Austin or you're in Dallas or you're in San Antonio, right. these are markets that have literally thousands of people mm -hmm. chasing the, after the same character. Yeah. Let's say you have five comedy clubs. There you put four people on a show each each time. Yeah. You're, you're, good luck. Mm -hmm. uh, but but uh, we only have one pro show, true pro show in San, right. An San Angelo a month. Yeah. And I'm the host for every show. So every celebrity comic that comes through, um, I have worked with because I'm I'm the guy. Yeah. You know, so like yeah. so like so like I'm I'm the I'm the guy that introduces them. That's I'm the guy your that shot. does ten minutes up front. Yeah. So my shot is I work with every celebrity that rolls through San Angelo, Texas. These celebrities come through here, like you've got eighteen, you got you, I don't know, you might have eight eight hundred people right. like that are auditioning or vying or begging for that spot or who knows who or which handshake who's got the right yeah. handshake. Right. But it's very challenging. Out there I I know that I am the host for the Tilted Mug, and the Tilted Mug is the show that brings the celebrity comics through. So when right. I, I so on shows that people the people people are here are buried. They may get one or two shots a year to work with somebody at that level, but okay. I get that on a monthly basis, and that is that's pretty dope for me. There you go. That's so well said. That's so well put because you would think that no, you want to be in the stew because if you're undeniable, you're gonna get picked. Bro, like, right? That's what you would think. But there's so many probably undeniable comics out there that have never got their mark, yeah. right? And whatever it was, bad luck, uh, personality, whatever it was, that never got their mark. And they should have been there. And there's people that you see on stages that are like, fuck, man, that's, that person should be funny right now. Mm -hmm. Like, what happened? Mm -hmm. um, but it's maybe it's they're in the rat race too much. Yeah. Yeah. Make the opportunity come to you instead and, of going for it. You and, know and what he said is, I'll, I'll touch on that too. And I, I think it's a shared, uh, a shared, a shared theme uh, among the smaller scenes. But when I was in, when I when I moved to San Angelo, there was no comedy scene, zero, yeah. whatsoever. Uh, the, there had been one in the past, but had died off or gone away as people move away. And my first, uh, my first experience was in Austin. I went down to a place called Austin Java, right. and I did, uh, I did it, and uh, on a Wednesday night. And I did not die, I didn't vomit, didn't puke. I decided I did want that for my town. <laughs> and I called all the bars in town. Like I, I messaged bars and they did not want it because apparently they had tried it and it had failed as it inevitably, inevitably does. So I, um, I, hit up some, I hit up a coffee shop and they said, okay, yes, that would be great, but we we cater to a very Christian and conservative uh, crew. So oh, God. keep it clean. You didn't tell me but, that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, no. Well, there's another story. We'll wait. We'll oh, wait. no. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. So, so, um, yeah, we, so, we've all got to so we, we've, we've, uh, so, so I set up, I set up, I, I've got pretty much uh, every two weeks, I've got a show at this place, uh, this coffee shop in San Angelo, Texas. And it's, we have to keep it clean. The comedians don't want to come out and play because comedians don't want to be clean. So we have people, lots of students that are learning to do, uh, public speaking that are coming out to essentially telling cool story, bro type stories and, uh, trying to be funny about it. And it's fun. Um, but, uh, uh, eventually, but the students from the base, like they, they just want to come out and see if I'm going to say something that's going to get me, uh, get me fired. So that, it's like, we it's not packed a good feeling. It. Yeah. We, we, but we packed, we, we packed, the, we packed the place every single time. And, uh, finally I had a chance to move on to a, a, um, 
it's a weird evolution, but uh, a person who owned a, movie, a music store, they had they had also uh, set up a music venue and whatnot, and they had asked me to go over there and said they'd take the cuffs off. And when they did that, I had a chance to then uh, start, then the comics wanted to come out. And as I was able to invite comics from other cities and other other uh, other scenes to come out, I was the host of this, this show. And, and uh, that's kind of how I was able to start to meet comics and start to uh, understand who was who and who the players were and who how I was going to start to grow and be able to move beyond San Angelo. During that time, um, early on, when I was still at the coffee house, I had uh, met this guy over here, and he's dying to tell that story. But I want I, I, I want it from my angle first. Because he was on he, – he had – he was actually just working with Chris Kattan, and I was like, "Okay, this guy has got to be a big name prof- or a, a professional comedian. I want to, I want to bring this guy in." So I invited him. He said, "Oh yeah, that'd be great. I'll come down." And I'm like, "All right, cool. I got a professional comedian in the house." And it was not, you know, I wasn't even working with real comedians at that time. I was working with with cool story bro type people, right? Yeah. So like, uh, so he he come and number one. Um, because they're so strict about the rules, I always call the, the the group over and I have a conversation. This is what we're you know, this is what we cannot say. This is what we can't do, and all that good stuff. Well, he's late. I'm not going to say it's because like oh, you know why. <laughs> but uh, so he's late. He doesn't cut, he doesn't make it to the meeting, and he comes in and then he proceeds with all the stuff that would normally work at a club. Well, let me tell you. Um, I got there was a lot of backlash after the show. A lot of I got in trouble a lot, um, and uh, and yeah, because I was bringing huge amounts of my students, uh, my my students to the show, and it was very much not PC. And you can imagine, like uh, HR was calling. So uh, so I got I got into a huge amount of trouble. But eventually, lo and behold, I had no idea what ever happened. But he and I became best friends, and we've been working together for about yeah. seven and a half years. That's exactly but right. that meeting point, after that <coughs> meeting, that first impression, there was no way in hell I would have predicted that. And here's the funny thing about that story, because one of the jokes that I told at that at that that, that night, uh, which is had been killing ever since before I did it, when I told that joke, and his father-in-law was there at the show, and at the time I didn't know that was his father-in-law, and he. Ah! That's it. That's it. That's enough. I'm like, what? What? What happened? What I do? You know. But ever since I told that particular joke, I have not told that joke since then. And it was about uh, uh, a rape joke, and uh, I offended him. And uh, from that point on, and that was what seven, eight, nine years ago. It, it was about eight years. <laughs> I have not told that same joke since that moment because but I actually awesome offended. What's awesome is when my father-in-law sees him. Guess what? Oh, the first thing that me. comes out of his mouth. He loves me. He loves yeah, me. He said, "Hey, Mike, how's it going?" Do you remember that time? Yeah, he's always bringing it back up. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm still apologizing. But that particular joke where I offended that one person, and at the time I didn't know it was his father-in-law, I had never told that particular joke ever again. (laughs) Because I figured I might have been drawing the line. Of course, you know, like I said, you have to get a feel of your audience. And I didn't know when I got there, he didn't tell me the do's and don'ts, you know, and I had already... Rehearse what set I was going to do, but if I'd have known that, I'd have changed it up. But uh, from that That's point, that's fucking I mean, hilarious that he's not set up like that, though, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it a funny joke? Because I didn't hear any <laughs> no. laughter. He's not. No, telling, he's, no not he's not telling, telling the joke. Oh, he says he's never going to oh. tell the joke again. Yeah, I've, I've never, never told, told the joke then. again. No. I've never, I've never told that same joke since that point. But would you? Which was five minutes. Oh. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, I think I haven't told it in so long. Wait, did he say I'm that he just told it five minutes ago? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he did. No, he no. Didn't. Sorry, he didn't. Which is, oh. no, you're good. Yeah. Which is but, will he? 
Uh, I, I, what you I haven't told that joke in so long. I don't even know if I still remember ahead, the premise. Mike. I don't give it a shot. Uh, yeah. it, was something, uh, it was something about. It'll be even uh, worse if you butcher. Uh, uh, it had, <laughs> something, <laughs> better, had, I mean. had something to do with Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson had got so mad. I think he was dating some no, lady. Just tell the joke. Don't tell the premise. Tell but the joke. Anyway, yeah, right. But he got mad at his wife because of something he said. And then she came back. He was so mad at her that he said, Well, you know what? I hope you get, I hope you get raped by a pack of niggas. Yeah, <laughs> I remember he, he exactly. did say that. Yeah. Yes, and I was, you know, I mean, I said, like, "Wow, HR is knocking." A pack of oh yeah, I gotta watch. You gotta no, 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 A pack of gentlemen. No, 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 no. Don't stop yourself. A pack of gentlemen. And I'm like, damn. I was like, what are we? A pack of cigarettes or something? You know? And I'm like, hope you get raped by a pack of niggas. Was that the punchline? What are we? A pack of cigarettes? Well, no. He was. That's what I was saying. I was like, wow. You know, he specifically said. A pack of Negroes. And I'm like, what is that? 20 to a pack, right? It's like a pack of cigarettes, right? And I was like, well, the more she thought of it, you know, she was upset. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. A pack of ni- Well, I'll be darned. That's probably the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> it's like, can, for my birthday, can you give me two pack of niggas? You know? <laughs> So I told that joke, man, and I offended his his <laughs> his, 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 his granddad, his stepfather, father-in-law. That was the event, the church. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it was at, I didn't know it was, it was, it was at the, the ice, it, it was at the ice cream shop at the end of the Christian uh, ice cream. Was being served. Yes, <laughs> that's the And at that time, I fucking coffee. joke that makes a joke because he you stood can up, use man, that. Man, like, that's enough. That's I've heard enough. We don't use that kind of. Language. I was like, huh? What happened? What I do? What I say? You know? You never told that joke and afterwards. I have not told that joke since then. I would have told a joke about telling the joke. Telling that joke. <laughs> no. Well, here's what's funny. That thing, that shop has changed in to different things. Oh, what in is there. it now? And it's, it's a vape shop, CBD. And <laughs> and that particular joke that I said, they sell tons is of in there. It's part of the history of that 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 salon type of the joke I told about a pack of niggas. You know? <laughs> That's fucking great. Holy smokes. Shout out to Matt, Mel Gibson for that one. Mike, yeah. Mike, what's your last name? What do you go by on stage? On stage is Mikey Mike on the mic. Mikey right. Mike on the mic? Yeah, it's but, M-I-K-E-Y but, and then Mike and then the word Mike M-I-C. As Tango's um, Coffee, they know damn, him as there the goes black your guy name. that said that thing. I know. That's what I was huh? going to go with. As Tango's, they know him as that, that one black guy that said that one thing. Yeah. I'm still known <laughs> in that shop as that joke. Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, that's what you're saying, that it's carried through? It's carried through all the changes that that place has been. He's the most famous black guy ever. (laughs) Here comes the black guy that supports rape. Here's what's funny. Here's what's funny. Another another comedian that we used to work with now works at that shop, and they told her, oh, I know that guy. (laughs) Holy shit. How did the crowd take it? Like, besides uh, his father-in-law, how did the crowd... Nothing but shock silence. Shock looks. Shock looks. (laughs) Which, again, comes back to that point that you have to get a feel for your audience. And when I saw the shock looks... On those people's face. Oh, what did I say? You was know, that your it, first joke? No, it wasn't the first joke. It was kind of toward into my set. Toward uh, what were the jokes like before that? I don't know. I don't remember like, what he, set he, I had. Did, did, were he, they he, not? He edgy? did a joke. He did a joke. I called the acapella stripper, and I thought that I thought that was about as edgy as we're going to get. So I, I let him let it play out. Which one was the acapella? Stripper? You know the acapella stripper is when they strip with no music. Where were you? No, where were you standing? Where were you standing when he was delivering? They have their stage was up on some steps. Uh huh. And the audience was back 
you know, down off the steps and right. around. And there, I think there was, I don't think there was anybody upstairs, but they had an upstairs also. Yeah, uh, but, but to speak to that, that is how we rolled, right? I said we had nothing. So we had a coffee shop that had two floors, and we were standing on the landing of a stairwell that using it as a stage. <laughs> wow. Bro, I imagine his... But where were you standing? Sitting next to his father-in-law. Bro, I... Oh, but I, you I weren't on. waving him off? No! No, no, I, no. I, no, no, no wait, let's not get to his... Sorry, I, I was tried, going, I right? Tried oh. I, I tried multiple... Oh, this is the Pagadingus joke. <laughs> I, I had never met this guy. But, oh, you didn't know the joke was coming. Right. I had okay, never met cool. this guy, right, and, and multiple times I was just like, like this, and he's just like, and then, and just like, oh. yeah. like, like, because like, he doesn't know me either. He's not he watching for me, and, and I'm like, but he's just like, he's like, and a pack of gentlemen. <laughs> Bro, do you remember that part in Friday when um, uh, fucking Red comes, and then they're like, I told you not to be hanging around with these people. Yeah. That's how I feel like his father. Does he tell they the story? He doesn't, he doesn't tell the story, and I don't bring it up. Uh, he doesn't side eye you a little bit, like no, everything. You know, he's been to a couple of other shows, <laughs> mine where I've cleaned it up. You know, I have a PG version show, I have a P, I have a G show, I have a rated R. Uh, yeah. I don't go Andrew Dice Clay, you know, every other word is motherfucker, <laughs> you know. Miss but, yeah, so but uh, uh, ever since then, you know, I I I don't think I've apologized. I couldn't apologize enough for offending him for that. And even that night, I said, "Hey, look, have I offended anybody? I'm sorry. I wasn't aware of the uh, of but, but, but the, but the check style this. of he, show." But Mike Mike Shields did the classiest thing that night. He uh, or not that night, but like uh, follow because he he knew that he knew that he had offended and upset something, and it really bothered him. And um, we were we were raising funds for the, for. Uh, uh, for a local charity there uh, that evening, and what he did is he actually sent, uh, he actually uh, I think um, yeah he sent a check, uh-huh. and and actually and, and contributed money to that cause. Uh, uh-huh. and, and, so, the and the check cleared. And the check. The check fucking kicker right there, bro. Hey, but if it was child support, you wouldn't have paid that shit, right? <laughs> uh, fuck them kids, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he don't he, he doesn't understand the fallout, man. Like, said, I, I, what, I, what kids? But no, I, I had coworkers telling me they're like they're like I. He's like, thanks a lot, Chris. I had to I had to explain to my daughter what a Negro was last night. I was like, <laughs> so you can tell not a lot of black people come to his house, right? <laughs> but, but but in all fairness, like you think that's but, not but, what but, we but, call but, them, but, Mike? But, but, in our, but see. See, growing up, like, that is the word that is not spoken by white people ever. And we don't teach it to our children. But, like, but, like but, we don't do that. Like, like, so, like, it's not a word that they understand. It's like, hey, in, in first grade, you're going to go and you're going to see some people. You should call them this. Like, no, that's right. not what you do. Okay. Lots of, like, them explaining to their children what Negro is and it's a worse word. Like, you know, you know when we call them this? That's a Negro. Right. <laughs> right. Here's the funny thing about that. Now when his daughter finally got to meet me and understand me, who she compares me to? Hmm. That uh, the Dr. Seuss character, the cat in the hat. Damn. <laughs> she thinks you're like that cat black? Wow. That's who she associated me with. I said, you still think I'm the cat in the hat? And she's all shy. <laughs> Yeah, get Damn. the fuck out of my house. I saw what he I saw what he did in that movie. He fucked everything up. <laughs> wow. Hey, do y'all think there's a serial killer in Austin or not? <laughs> what? I don't know. 
Have we're we're having fun, guys. Let's talk about serial killers now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Why Frost, Austin in particular? Like dude. Frosted Flakes? Oh, no, you haven't heard about all that I going on? I heard something about a shooting or something. No. Um, there's, in the past month or two, there's been three bodies pulled from the river, right? Well, people oh, wow. drowned, right? That's that's what happens. But um, it's random. It's, it's interesting that they're all the same kind of uh, demographic, uh, you know, not, I guess they're like Hispanic, white males, 30, 20 to 30. Years old, and they're all dying and yeah. being thrown in the river. Not and one of them's like, um, he wasn't black, but he wasn't a swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> not too many of us are. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna assume that nobody at this table believes that a serial killer is is around. You're sitting with a middle-aged white man from Missouri. That is the exact. That you are the you profile. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I am yeah. the profile. How long have you been here right now? Yeah, this is, yeah. Actually, yeah. Most of the area. This is an actual been... intervention. This yeah. is a serial killer intervention, sir. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, SAPD. We got which, you. Which, <laughs> which, leads, which leads to my next question. Got Chris, your bitch. Chris Crawford, are you the Austin serial killer? <laughs> are you the rainy straight ripper? <laughs> like he would admit it, even if he was, right? right? But I want to see how he says no. <laughs> He says he's going Body to shows and he's really like killing people right now. Hey, Back to I plead the fifth. It's a show for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the worst joke you ever told? What's the joke that sticks out? That I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bad, but that was a good joke. Yeah, it was. It was, it was just, just a bad offended. environment. That wasn't a bad joke. It's just I offended him. The I was joke that off. you're like, fuck, I'm never. I was trying to be edgy one time and I came out with a 9-11 joke and there was like <laughs> a few Marines in that dang. Oh. And a few of them laughed, and then one of them was like, hey, man, I don't like that joke. And You I were in Colleen, Texas? No, I was in oh. San Angelo, so I thought I was safe in my you hometown. Right. <laughs> but uh, I kind of felt like we were about to get into it, but like his buddies were like, no, come on. He's just trying to be funny. Don't worry about it. I was like, man, if it's that bad, I'll try and work on it better to where it's not that offensive towards everybody, but I'm still going to keep the joke because if it didn't work right now, it might work later on. So the joke crashed and burned? It crashed and burned that night, but... <laughs> I think I still told that joke like three more times, and I got better responses because I kept working on it better. <laughs> the joke crashed and burned. Yeah, 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 yeah. it crashed and burned right there. Wow. So you, you were pretty mentally hijacked. Yeah, I was mentally hijacked right um, there. If, what was the joke? If Pete Davidson could talk about 9 11, anybody Did you should get be it able to be successful? It. Yeah, I kind of got you get it, it to be. I, I got it a little consistent? bit better. Yeah. And plus, you know what? I used to have like a really long beard. Oh. When I told uh, that I joke. see the problem. Okay. Yeah. So it was like. <laughs> I'm pretty good at graphics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, no. Tell the joke. And, yeah. and I used to wear a towel on my head, so I don't yeah. know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, I was trying like not to look Mexican, <laughs> Arab, and everything. No, the joke kind of went with uh, like uh, whenever I was a kid, I really liked playing Jenga all the time, and uh, it actually has like its own national holiday, and <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna be on September 11th. <laughs> Jenga? Yeah, Jenga actually like falls it's on National that National Jenga Day? Yeah. Look that up. It's September real. September 11th? Jenga yeah. Day is... No. No, it's not real. I just made no, it. It is, oh. it is real. It is real. Okay, yeah. Look up National Jenga Day. No. And then the rest of it was like, man, you know what? I'm still going to play Jenga because I'm not going to let those terrorists win, man. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> Holy shit. But, you need but, a... But no, you need I, to revive that fucking joke. I'm going to get it back on. But, but, but yeah, he, I, I fact-checked you, and it was right. I was just like, <laughs> God damn it. He didn't even know. I didn't even know. I just wanted to be funny, man. I made that whole thing up. That's and, incredible. Yeah. And it's real. And it's real. <laughs> that, those are the best jokes. Here was a, a funny fact about, well, not a funny fact, but like he was mentioning, he did that joke with, uh, you know, the terrorists. Wow. Me and Chris the was at a show. Uh, where I'm were sorry. we at? 
we were at, uh, I forget what, where we were at doing a show, and our opener came, it was right around the time that there was the school shooting of all the kids. And, 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 oh, and um, oh, right don't, here? Don't call him by name. Yeah. I won't and Uvaldi? Him. Huh? And Uvaldi? No. I, uh, it was a previous. Yeah, oh, okay. Was, yeah. All right. Uh, Ooh, let's not get specific. Well, what it <laughs> did you. was he cracked a joke uh-huh. about the school shooting, which was still fresh in everybody's mind, maybe a week since oh, it had happened. Like two days. And when he said oh, that joke, he cleared the room. People got up and walked out oh, because of damn. that joke. And he had another say, what? What did I say? Too soon? And oh, he was yeah. just the opener. So right. me and Chris and the other person that we had, we didn't even get to, we had to perform almost in front of an empty room because oh, he walked over with that particular joke. No. So yeah, getting a feel of your audience is, you got to know what jokes to say, what jokes not to say. Right. You can't just write it off as comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, oh, that's a joke. No, certain things, you know, you just can't joke about, especially two or three days after it happened, you know? So. Damn. Well, that is like, um, was it fucking Louis C.K.? Okay. Oh, like, oh, he made how bad were those kids or some oh, shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Florida one, I think, yeah. was. I don't know. I hope it's not Louis. I hope it is Louis C.K. And I didn't just say it was. Oh well, <coughs> cut it out. <laughs> how do y'all feel about Louis jacking off on people? He didn't jack off on them. Hold on, let's get it right. Did Louis jack off on people? I thought he did. No, he just jacked off in front of them. Yeah, oh. not in public. It was, it, was it was at a party, yeah. It was at a party. Our, a party is public. Oh, it was, it was a party? Yeah, he told everybody he was about to get going, you know? Like, he was going to start. Oh, he it. warned them, right? Yeah, he warned them. And right. then uh, people were like, yeah, go for it, you know? like. Right. But then some people were like, I can't believe he's doing that. Did they hear him yeah. say it? Yeah. If they heard him say it. Yeah, he's like, I'm about, you know, like. If you heard Mike say he was, um, Flaws say he was going to start jacking off right now. Like, right now. No, him. Yeah, because he has he's done it in prison on <laughs> guards, prison guards. Yeah, that's yeah. why I say it because yeah. he's, he, he's prone to do it. Um, if you give off those vibes, pri- prison guard vibes, and you lift quite a bit, so you might. This is like you have a butt. But if Mike said, <laughs> if Flaws said he was going to start jacking off right now, what would you do? I'd, I would leave. If leave I, right? Yeah, if somebody told me that they were going to start, I'd leave. Oh, no, he's I'm jacking leaving. off. You've asked that question. You're, you live vicariously through Mike. I would, I would leave the room and say, hey, let me know when you're done. I'll come back. Yeah, I'll come back. Wow, it smells yeah. weird in yeah, here. Come, Damn. Can you step in the other room and do that? You know, we're doing a podcast right Your cum now, is you know? potent. Right. Yeah. We're all here. It yeah. would take more effort for all of us to leave <laughs> yeah, than you to go to that room and take care of that. where the dog is. I mean, he'll at least clean up your mess. If he's, he's like, the lighting now. is right here, Mike. The lighting is right. Don't, don't, <laughs> yeah. kink, don't kink shame me. Go, go take a shower, bro. Take a shower. So, like, really, I mean, that's pretty fucked up, right? Yeah. It's not cool. But I'm glad I he's think, back. I'm glad he's back, too. He's hilarious. My favorite uh, Mexican comedian. What do you feel about cancel culture? Because that is a thin line that you all have to navigate. Mike, you do seem pretty pretty well-versed at, at navigating it and, and knowing it. You know, Not in that church experience, but I think you learned, <laughs> you learned, yeah. you learned a lesson there, right? Oh, yeah, no you learn your lessons as you go. And you, you learn them as you go, and it's always good that you remember those lessons, you know? Like right. I say, and as you go along, you, you still hear other advice that other comedians that are, who have done it or been in the game longer than you have who's passing down that knowledge that if you take the game of comedy seriously, you remember that and you learn from it and you try to educate and make sure that when you're continuing on with your so-called career, you follow those rules or at least remember them. Right. Because we think we can say anything we want because of freedom of speech, right? And, and, and exactly. Comedy. Good point. And, and because 
comedians call themselves comedians, they feel that they're exclusive from saying whatever they want on the yeah. on, on, on the yeah. yeah. On the I mean, stage. that's speaking for us as well because we started podcasting in January. Um, uh, that was what we felt. We can say what we want. This is our podcast, right? We can be we can be as edgy as we want. There's more shit that we will say when the cameras are off, um, or. <laughs> we would when we first started. <laughs> when we first started, we weren't we weren't censoring any of it, right? Oh, we really? were just like everything that we would say when the cameras are off. We're gonna say it here because we are who we are. But that's not like you can still be edgy. We can still joke about whatever we want to, but it has to be with tact, right? And you have to find your audience as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's a oh. I'll, I'll tell you, there's a lot of words that I'm really careful about. Like, you know, like there are words that I know. <laughs> like what? Like, like oh. what's, what's the, the first like, one? Like, like, like yeah. shut. Like, we'll go down sh- the list. I'll tell you. Well, say them. Uh, I'll say. I'll say. <laughs> I'll say. Ra- uh, racist. Yeah. I, I used to have a joke called "racist daughter," because and, 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 and it was you still uh, have it. Uh, it. It's still there, but now instead of saying the word "racist," <laughs> I go out of my way. I go the extra mile. I'll say stereotyping slash profiling. So. So I will, I, I will, I'll say the extra words in order to still be able to tell the same joke, but I completely eliminate the you word. You say that, those long words in San Antonio when you're telling those jokes. Yeah, because they ain't yeah. gonna understand you. Sure. You should, you should keep racist daughter right now. I, I really feel like you should. <laughs> you actually, keep, you put the word me. racist back in. Yeah, but yeah. No. Yeah. as long as we've been put working together, back. we did a show. Uh, I was at a show. We did a show, and I hadn't gone on yet. Oh, that he surprised the shit out of me. Because of all the times that I've worked with him, he's never said the N-word. Uh, he got up on stage uh, and was telling, doing his set. And I've heard his set, so I know over and over what he's going He came up with a bit, and he came out with the N-word, and I went, <laughs> surprise me. Now, he explained it to me. I said, well, you could at least warn me that you were going <laughs> to. You could have warned a nigga. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You could have warned a nigga you were going to say that, right? And then when he, it was funny because then when he said it, guess who he looked at? <laughs> Did he say it with some anger behind him? No. <laughs> and, you know, in his flow of how he does comedy, yeah. he just came right out. He didn't hesitate. It was like he practiced it before he got there because this guy will practice his set before he goes to any wow. show. Did you so, wake up that morning and be like, today's the day I'm going to Today is the day I'm going to drop you know, the N-word. You got to understand, there was a crazy, uh, there was a, there was a, there was a crazy show night that we were a part of out in a place called Big Lake, Texas. And I was I was recreating that scenario, and I did not change some of the verbiage as I was quoting said individual <laughs> that was being an insane an insane person. person. But, uh, gentleman. So, but, gentleman. Yeah, so, so, you can say yeah, it, so and I'll just so, gentleman so, it so, over. So, you so, gave so, me a sound bite. Yeah, so I did that. <laughs> so it was, uh, but it, but yeah, that was uh, that was a weird moment. But I was recreating something, and they, and he knew of the night. He knew what was going on. Well, I didn't know, but but but, I, but, but also sure. at that event at Big Lake, he was the only black guy. Exactly. And at the bar that we were at, he was hey, the only black guy. How hard did so it So guess what was happening? It was like they laughed after. Everybody looked at him and realized he wasn't, <laughs> was, he wasn't they, going to react. They, they looked at him like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. He's, yeah. laughing. he's laughing too. That's like primarily it's like how Will Smith looking at Jada, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, she's mad. <laughs> she's pissed I'm off. Better get mad I'm about now. to slap this mother. <laughs> my lip better quiver. <laughs> Keep my wife's name. <laughs> Yo, mouth. Damn, what do y'all think about that? Mike, I'd like your. Opinion. My thought is, uh, is you know, why did Will Smith. <laughs> Smack Chris Rock. Well, it's a yeah. joke because everybody knows. Right. Paper beats rock. 
So, you know. Ah. <laughs> that's why he did it. You know, open hand, slap a rock. You know, paper beats. Just, ah. I feel paper, like that's her second rock. dad joke of the night. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think don't, Greg's, don't, don't, don't Greg's got a lot can. of dad jokes. Damn. No, I'm not Holy even a dad. I just, like, that joke about my uh, my dad Jeez. buying me the shoes and. Yeah, yeah, but then also he used to be a drug dealer. Like, that just came from him being a drug dealer. <laughs> like, yeah. Was your dad around? Like, No, yeah, he was totally around. It was cool because I got, like, a lot of good toys. Yeah. Remember when I was a kid? <laughs> That's toys? Yeah, man. Like, I got, like, the Power Ranger toys, like, all the new stuff that came out. Oh, no shit. And your mom, too? Like, they were together? They stayed together? Or? Yeah, yeah, they were, like, a real strong couple. Like, uh, they're still married right now. They've been married for, like, 53 years. Wow. You're married? No, no, no. I just got a girlfriend. You just got a girlfriend? <laughs> You're 39 years old? 39 years old, yeah. Greg got a girlfriend, but she don't live around here. <laughs> but she don't like him. <laughs> she lives in Smash Low. Because I've never seen her. Oh, you've never seen his girlfriend? Melissa. Melissa Fuller. I did not know you. Damn. Yeah. Oh, snap. Okay. I don't know if that's true or not. How long um, are you out of, Does she know? Well, yeah. Does she know? Does your husband know? Dang, how much you know about? No. What's her maiden name? Damn, uh, yeah, Mike's over <laughs> there like... No, Melissa Fuller. Yeah, we used That's to run, run through her back in the day. Out <laughs> <laughs> of nowhere. Oh yeah, I did Fuller. <laughs> yeah. No, Melissa Fuller. We we hang out. You know, we're not making it official yet, but like we're like regularly, we're like hanging out. Oh. So and how do you do? Once you it? announce it on a podcast, bro. I know. Right. Yeah, it's well, official. I, I had to because Mike wanted to make, like I had to make sure like okay now you got to delete her off your friends list, man. Yeah. That's- <laughs> oh, she's off yeah. Mike, the market, Mike, 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 likes, Mike likes to add any chick that I talk to. I'm just like, dude, all right, go for it, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's like, like you want the muscle? Like, or you want the muscle? Yeah. No, he's yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was Lambert. Yeah, yeah. No. Melissa Lambert. Melissa Lambert? Miranda Lambert? I'll think about, about Fuller. I'm sorry. I'll think about the other one. Yeah, no, no, it's like you about just caused a divorce. Yep. Yeah. Well, like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I was oh, like this person is happily oh. married. Are you sure, Greg? No, and no, Greg's no. like, yes, me and yes, Melissa Fuller are getting oh, down. It's I was not just Fuller? Like, what? No, it's not Fuller because Fuller is another comedian and girl that we work with. He doesn't know his girlfriend's last name? Melissa Lambert. That's a breakup right there. But did you see the shock in me and Mike was like, what? Let me get this on camera first. Do you want that edited out or not? Do you want it to just flow the way it went? Keep it funny. All right, Melissa Fuller. Mr. Fuller, we are so sorry. Yeah, Melissa, if you're watching this, I'm really sorry. I got but your have name. You, have you ever slept with Melissa Fuller? No, I haven't. <laughs> she's, a, she's an attractive she white girl. Your dick? No, no, I never have. Oh. It's just girls. This other girls know? white too. So like, I just got white girls mixed up. What's your favorite sexual position? Favorite sexual position? Yeah. <laughs> That's anytime. an easy answer. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, but if you got it all the time. <laughs> missionary just looking at each other in the eyes pretty much hardcore mike i, I, I gotta congratulate him though i, I never knew that he right was, because the first time i met melissa he brought her out to the comedy show and i asked him hey are you melissa he said no we're just friends oh so I, that's why when he said i got a girlfriend right. out and i said well i haven't met her because she a comedian no, no she's not but she oh. they, she loves comedy so oh, okay when i met her for the first time i've invited her plenty of times is that a rule to the show you don't date comedians um, it doesn't. Have, it doesn't have to be a rule, but you hey, know, if it's there, it's there. Um. It's there, it's there. But you know, like she does, she likes comedy a lot. So <laughs> definitely got what she wants. Man, I was shocked. Todd, are you married? Todd, I'm just <laughs> kidding, Chris. Oh, hey, don't go, don't feel bad because the comedian we had last night at our show in San Angelo. It's funny because the comedian we had the first time he did the show, yeah. his name is Scott White. Mm-hmm. 
He brings him up on stage and calls him Steve White. Steve White. <laughs> so ever since Steve has come up, he said, my name is Steve. It's not Scott. So oh, wow. <laughs> calling him Todd. It's a little bit of his own medicine. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. Awesome. It works. Are you married? Yeah. Did you I'm say married. you were married? I'm, I am married. Oh, does your wife, like, does she hate when she when you cheat on her or is she okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, 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 don't, I don't do that. No. Not anymore? Or No, ever. How long have you been married? Um. That's awesome. About 12 years. 12 nice. years? Nice. You've never once Does thought about no. cheating? He's no. being recorded How and he's about, married. Oh, no, no, no. You did not look over your shoulder a, a whole lot. <laughs> did you, um, does your wife think you're funny? Nobody's no. wife ever no. thinks they're funny. Right? No. Well, your wife is right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, no. Yeah, as far as, like, she, well, she doesn't. But she doesn't follow stand up comedy. Yeah. Like she's not a she's uh, not a fan. She doesn't have a but, sense of humor. Right. Well, she saw me one. She she went to my very first open mic, which is not fair. It was but, amazing. And she said you're. And she said, "Well, you're no Robin Williams." Oh, like, well, thank you for where she's the bar one. is. But yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but 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 no, no she does not. Think does your wife have a sense of humor? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you skipped over that question. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay, cool. He hasn't found it yet. You're answering all the right questions. That's cool. That's how you <laughs> exactly. managed for 12 years. Were you raised mm. by both of your parents? Uh, yes. Nice. And, but he wasn't a drug dealer. No. <laughs> he was in the military. No. And at the same time, <laughs> yeah. he knows what I'm asking. No. <laughs> okay, Mike, are you married? <laughs> Me. No. no, Mike said he's oh, not. The, no, no, he's not. You're not. I'm yes. not married. Mike, were you raised by both of your parents? <laughs> not at the same time. Right, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pimper, actually, Pimper. actually, my mom probably raised me more than my And guess what? Right. I could guess who left. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> like, what kind of fucking question was that? <laughs> said he was going to the store for milk, and I ain't yeah. seen that motherfucker yet, you know? Yeah, at least it wasn't a pack of cigarettes, because <laughs> yeah. that could have been subjective, bro. A pack of what? A pack of gentlemen. A pack of gentlemen. A pack of gentlemen. Oh man, did you go live or did you not go live? I Mike went is live. live. Do you have anybody watching right now? Yeah, I got five. Um, got five? Somebody's already saying that uh, he cheated, and then he said, "Never mind, she <laughs> she cheats during his shows." Oh, <laughs> oh man! And and did you ever get deployed? Uh, Chris, yes. yes. And how long were you deployed? I've I've done two one year stints. Two one year stints. 365 days. Yes, that, that, um, was, that was with a previous wife. 730 days. Oh, I had a previous wife. So we've had the practice. Oh, previous <laughs> wife. Ah, damn it. Did you have a best friend that stayed over here while you were deployed? Chris? <laughs> wow. Whoa. Man, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember. That was oddly specific, long time, right? Long time, long time, man. No, you don't have anybody taking care of your wife? Is no. Uh, <laughs> that was a lot, right? Like, oh, yeah, oh, I'll take care of her, bro. I'm here. I'm here, bro. I didn't <laughs> get the Jody. Oh, the Jody. Yeah, we'll, right. Yeah, we'll, exactly. we'll look after them. We'll make sure, make sure things are right. That's the second time Jody comes up in our fucking... Where, where are y'all uh, performing at tonight? Uh, we're going to be at Upstage. Upstage Comedy Lounge here in San Antonio. Oh, where's that at? Upstage Wasn't? Comedy um, I don't know the address, but yeah. It's, um, Did Mike get y'all booked at that one? Mm-mm. Oh. Nah. See how he's all bitter about it? He's like, mm-mm. No, the, the guy that runs it, Bobby, he, he's a good friend of all of ours. And oh, me yeah. and Bobby are doing some work later. We were supposed to do Michael Winslow together. Uh, but he, he, I was waiting for the name drop. Oh, I was like, who I, you Bobby? I love it. I'm not, I'm I not love it. it. I love not it. intentionally that I do the name drop no, thing, but, but it's, great. It's, it's part of 
the story that I'm telling at the, at the moment. It boosts our fucking You're repertoire. Good, good. But not uh, the ratings, maybe, because nobody knows uh, who you're talking about. Uh, what? <laughs> Mike <laughs> Epps, like 100%, Tommy <laughs> yeah. Chong. Yeah. They don't know who yeah. Michael Winslow is? A lot of people don't know. No, I, I mean, do. I knew. No. But that's why I was like, I was waiting for it, and I was like, oh, yeah. Here we go. One. There it is. Yeah. Who? Because I was going to ask the question, like, who are you and Bobby? Who? What's the most famous person you and Bobby done a show with? <laughs> well, like I said, we were in uh, negotiations to do uh, Michael Winslow because I've got yeah. him next month uh, in uh, Midland and in San Angelo. Right. And uh, we was trying to add a third show. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, Bobby, let's do one. I said, I'll move my, my Friday show to Thursday and give you the Friday night. Right. But I- I've been to his club. It's a nice club. Here? Yes. Upstage? Yes. And All he right. has the show that I went to was, you know, locals around San Antonio. And the yeah. place was packed. I've seen the reviews too. Yes. Um, and I'm saying, what do you mean you can't? Yeah, you know, I mean, Michael Winslow was only asking <clears throat> for 1200 Don't dime this business out. I know, yeah, don't say the price. Who? Oh, it's <laughs> Michael Winslow. I can do Come that. Income tax time. Yeah, we can I, get Michael Winslow on the pod. 1200 like don't want to buy. No, 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 no. That wasn't it. That wasn't the thing is. He just said, wow. he just, you know, anybody who's bringing in talent knows their market. Right. And he doesn't think that his audience mm-hmm. would know but enough about him about to he, come out and, and, and fill that ticket. He knows I can't his gate, blame him though, for that. right? Huh? He knows his gate. Yes. He, he knows what he's making a night. Yes, he, he knows, knows what he he's getting or what Michael he can Winslow. afford and what he can't afford but or can't take a risk the, on. Right, exactly. That's the risk, right? Because you're you're going to pay more than you're going to make for Michael you, Winslow, you, you, but you you're going to have Michael Winslow. Right. you got to do it. you got to eat it. Yeah, you and that's just it. You know, I don't know his financial stability. Right. Uh, whenever true. he says he can't do it, well, I'm not going to ask him, well, why not? Right, yeah, you know? yeah. But uh, like I said, any any place you go where you're trying to do comedy, right. you're trying to bring in uh, comedians, yeah. especially if you've never been there, if you don't know that market, well, hey, you can only offer it, and if they can say they can handle it, good, we go forward. If they can't, we can't. I'm doing a show in Amarillo. I'm not going to even name drop. Oh, come on. <laughs> I want to hear it. I love hearing it. I'm like, man, you've rubbed shoulders with all these men. I love it. Bill Cosby, okay, guys? <laughs> Sorry, Mike, I have to say it. It's, it's a sleeper. It's a sleeper. We're doing it at the prison cell, so I'll be in You can't believe you showed up for the show. I'm in Amarillo Saturday Night Live, Victoria Jackson, next Thursday. And it's funny. the Jackson 5? No, no, she's a white chick. Because this is, is that, Tito. Wait, and is that, that safe to have Victoria? Ch- well, maybe up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I still don't know who the fuck Michael Winslow is. You ever you seen the Michael Police Winslow? Academy movies? Michael Winslow, Winslow bro. Does guy. all the sound effects. You've never seen Police Academy? you never seen... What? There are seven of them. How have you not seen Police Academy? At least the first... He, he's in Spaceball. Yeah, Spaceball. Spaceball. Dude, what kind of motherfucker don't watch movies? He's on AGT. Yeah. I never heard of him. Wow. Maybe that's why, why Bobby doesn't want to bring him to San Antonio. <laughs> People don't know who he is. Why are we saying his exactly. name? Yeah. He's like, he's not worth it. Nobody knows who he is. <laughs> I know who Carl Winslow is. <laughs> Carl Winslow. Well, he's not a comedian, so that's probably right. There he is right there. Let's just keep scooting her. Oh, okay. I just didn't know his name. What are you looking for? Or this movie. Show you. This is an earlier one. This is a police academy. Oh, shit. God damn it, stop that! <laughs> oh, no, sir. No, not you. That's terrific. Really. What's your name? Jones. Larvel Jones. Larvel Jones. 1200 bucks? For here. For this car. That's, that's what he offered. But Michael Winslow thought that offer was too low. Oh. For, okay. So he didn't accept the offer. Oh. And, uh, 
I guess Michael Williams, since it was San Antonio and it being a city, right? He thought uh, he could get oh, more. Could, yeah. Uh, well, I think he was here not too long ago. San Antonio. Like, maybe well, a couple years. Not ago. to say he hasn't he been here, just, but he accepted been, the offer. That how about how about Michael Winslow gives a price? Like you don't ever give a no. price. Well, this is, this, is, this is how those. Like is I said, I'm works? a promoter as well. Yeah. This is how it goes. When they when you present an offer to a comedian uh, or especially a celebrity comedian, right. the first thing they ask you is what is the seating capacity. Okay. Okay. If you give them a seating capacity, and the promoter has to, you know when he talks to the agent, he has to take into a, into account what he puts into it first right. as far as what he'll have to spend either to lock down the venue, hotel, transportation, tickets, so forth and so on. Mm. Then he'll say, well, how much would you charge for tickets? And if your market won't accept the price of that particular ticket price, right. then you're not going to be able to pay that particular artist's requested amount. Got it. And that might be where, you know, like I said, I don't know Bobby's uh, area, but I know, I think on average, when he charges his customers, on average, tickets are about 10 to maybe 15 $20 tops. But $20 tops at the seating capacity that it holds might not have been enough to where it would have covered right. his asking price. So he offered that amount, and Winslow said he couldn't do that. So. Damn. Which one of y'all is uh, performing now? All three of you or just two of y'all? Um, I'm hosting for uh, Clifton Simmons tonight, and I believe that uh, Greg, right. yeah, Greg, Greg's got a short spot, and I don't It's know. not that short, man, all right? <laughs> Dang, well, man, don't, don't, that, don't that was kind like of some shade. It's not that it's short. Time. It's well, seven minutes, well, all right? Okay, I was trying not to just call him a guest. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Greg's kind of there. Um, I'm getting Greg, there. I, I asked a question earlier. <coughs> Mike, that, was a, that, that gave way to that interesting story that he, comedy just fell in his lap. Um, but when you were, were going to begin comedy, um, did, did you take some time to work up the nerve to finally go out and do, do mics? Uh, yeah, um, it, I had a cousin who was a DJ. Yeah, so he would like just help me out, go like wherever he was DJing. He, he would like make like a little announcement. He'd stop the music, but hey, I got my cousin here. He's gonna hit y'all up with some jokes, you know. Give it up for Greg, you know. Like so, I eased into it, you know, with okay. that. Yeah. Um, Greg, Greg, and he yeah. did his, his bit. He didn't seem nervous. I mean. You know, you're not supposed to show your nervousness, but when I watched him for the first time, I said, I think he's got something there. I think he can go as far as he wants to go. Mm. So I thought he was good. Yeah. And I don't say that about a lot of comedians I meet for the first time. So Interesting. And you met a lot of comedians. I have. Such as? Yeah, it means a lot coming. Such as who? <laughs> it means a lot coming from that guy. He says I'm decent, you no, know? 100%. That's, oh, yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah. There's, there's some, like the guy I was telling you that uh, walked out a crowd for the bad joke he left uh, about the school shooting. Right. He walked everybody? Yeah. Uh, when I first met him, I thought he had something, but as he got older and older, he's still doing comedy. It's just I don't invite him on my shows anymore. Got it. Because I don't think he can hold his own on stage. Damn. And what does um, that mean? Hold his own on yeah. stage? Like he's not funny? Well, no, okay. no, no, no. To, to, to the effect so. that he might be funny uh, right. in his own way, he is, because no comedian who, who's interested in the game of being the comedian is <clears throat> not funny, but not all, every audience. Mm -hmm. That oh, they perform okay. in front of will think he think is or is not. Right. And I didn't feel for the audience that we built up, yeah, it would be a good show. But also, I would think that the ability to pivot pay, plays in the role of, of of holding your shit on stage or man or you know, yeah. you know, you know, 
taking I don't know handling your shit like this dude right? can't take it's, a slap it's like yeah. okay they're not going for this let me let me go this direction yeah, yeah. let me change it up a little and, bit and, yeah. and it's a skill set that's learned over time yeah. like that's uh because that, that's that demands not only that you have written your stuff and you know that you yeah but you have you have to have good command over your material yeah because if you don't have good command over your material you, you're like okay we do this 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 and this and you rehearse it and it becomes very polished right. and it's great yeah however if you need to change it or you need to pivot you don't really know how to do it yeah so uh, the more the longer somebody's in the game the more command they have over the material and yeah. the more command they have the better they pivot or if you get a heckler right that, right. that throws you off your yeah. shit you're like fuck man i knew it was coming and this guy here and I, i've told him so yeah. many times don't let a heckler deter you from what you're doing right and he's got a, a set routine yeah and he goes with the flow and if he gets a heckler that throws him off his rhythm right. he hesitates not to a complex. fact where anybody knows it except for those who's worked with him for You've so long him. yeah uh, you can tell it, it it got on him. Hey, you know, shut the fuck up. I'm working up here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but 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 um, it, it is uh, it, it is tricky, and and I'm glad he bring, he brings it back to me because like every every player at a card table has their tail, right? Right. He's the only person that knows my tail. Yes. Like everybody else in the room, they mm -hmm. don't they don't. You still look cool, I my shit together. This is just but, a pause. But like this guy, he's yeah. like, hey, so. About this thing, I'm you like, got it. I'm yeah, like, I'm you like, got you. Can I can I take a breath on stage? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, that's not what it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because but but that's important, right? Because it could become a complex. Yeah. It could be something that sticks with you every time, and then you know it's coming because they're gonna come, right? Yeah. you know it's yeah. coming, and then they come, and that that takes you off. That then you go yeah. in a tailspin, and you're like, your delivery was fucking off the rest of the way. Yeah. Now he gets back on track. He'll get back on track. Yeah. Like I said, he's in routine. Right. And when he comes out of routine, as, as many times as I've worked with him, yeah. I notice it. Yeah. Because I know where he goes, where he's going next. Right. And when somebody says something stupid or does something stupid yeah. in the audience, and he, he's gotten better because sometimes he'll, he'll react to that particular person. You know, he'll right. say something to that person. Yeah. You know? And to where uh, it's better that he reacted instead of going... Okay. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. stuttering Please to get to the next I don't point. Stutter. No, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This man's painting me real bad right now. Like yeah. I get cornered. <laughs> It'd be a lot funnier if you did. Yeah, yeah maybe it would be. Early. Like, uh, what you, what'd your on, bitch ass say? Some people on Tony, on Tony, on Kill Tony are like the funniest ones are the are the stuttering guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then have you seen the guy uh, Aaron Belial? Uh, the guy, he's a mute, and he's a comedian. He's fucking legendary. Whoa. So he types everything out yeah. and then he puts a fucking Bluetooth speaker and then he puts a mic on the Bluetooth speaker and then he lets his fucking, he lets the fucking yeah. app nice. read it. You want to see yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah. It's fucking That's, awesome, yeah. dude. He's fucking, he's badass. Um, hey, if, and if y'all got to, um, whatever time you guys got to break out, yeah, I, I was about you to all call in into it. Once you meet with a TurboTax expert, we'll do your taxes yeah. for you. Uh, so every time y'all got to go, if it's got to be now, go now. Uh, yeah, here a little bit. Well, like uh, pretty much yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's gonna be polite in a little bit. Shit, I'm just don't like, be nice to me. <laughs> See, I'm not paying y'all. <laughs> I don't know if anybody. No, we're not getting it. paid. For those of you that didn't notice, Torch the puppets, uh, puppet master, whatever you'll call it, uh, put on a COVID mask before coming on the stage because obviously <laughs> he hasn't gotten good at not moving his mouth at all. <laughs> Torch, why do you think the guy with his hand up your ass never took the time to get good at being a ventriloquist? Should we go to the bucket one more time?
Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Aaron Belial, everybody. Aaron Belial. One more time for Aaron, everybody. Come on. I'm a better ventriloquist than that other fucking idiot. <laughs> this doesn't count for my minute. <laughs> Most of you look confused as fuck right now. <laughs> I know what you're all thinking. Who ordered Stephen Hawking off of Wish.com? <laughs> we look similar, but the difference is, Stephen Hawking is smart, and I tell dick jokes. He might be smarter than me, but I would beat him in a race. <laughs> Unless a hill is involved, then I'm screwed. <laughs> we also have different conditions. He had amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, and I am Canadian. guy's fucking i encourage you to look up his shit man he's fucking awesome. hilarious um so we appreciate you all so much for for staying with us and for coming along and uh and joining us for today's podcast uh free of charge yeah, <laughs> no, thank you guys thank you for having us out here yeah um, man i'd like to have y'all each i'd like to have y'all back each individually so we could get y'all this whole story like because oh, nice. there's not enough time for yeah. all three of y'all at once but man yeah, please, please, please. So um, we could zone yeah, in no, on each of you. For real, yeah. I'd be happy to do that. Y'all are amazing, man. Yeah, hit me up whenever y'all are in town, and we'll get y'all on. We'll make what to make time for y'all to be on the podcast. It's probably going to be weekends. When yeah, y'all yeah. Are oh, cool. My, my, my sister-in-law lives here, so. Hell yeah. Well, Dude, I wouldn't we, say sister-in-law, but the girl I'm dating, her sister lives here. Yeah. So. I think this is one of our most interesting yeah. podcasts. Yeah. We got so in-depth with uh, what y'all do, so that's yeah. fucking awesome. And we can go. Over and over and over again. I think people want to see it. So thank you all so much. Enjoy y'all show tonight. Yeah, appreciate y'all. I gotta go out and see it. So hey, thanks for the invite. Yeah, we appreciate thank it, guys. You. Thank, thank you so much, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's sad. It's bad. I really don't give a damn. And I'm late.